Party Chat people number 41. Steve is making fun of me, so he's here. Mikey's laughing, so he's here. Stacy's probably merging dragons, so she's there. No, she's I don't talk about that anymore. She's sand I didn't say you would talk about it, but but you never said that you would stop doing it. Given what we just talked about, you should have a talk I'm not talking about that either. She continues to merge. Oh, I don't mind her merging dragons. It's hilarious. You should mind. So cute. I mind you Although she did spend like $100 at one time for the lols. Yeah, but she did it. She did it for, for the science. And she ever, did it for and science. And ever since I've lost my land mass and I have nowhere to put my dragons, it's <laughs> just covered so really, in chests that I'll with? never open. Did you really win? No. Like no. you, you, you're at a loss Who's still. That game? Capitalism won. Yeah, capitalism won. Merging capitalism one. Merging one. Merging one. Hey everyone, welcome to the Party Chat People's Podcast, which we may co-opt into other things because we've just spent like an hour and a half discussing different topics <laughs> that like... Morality and friendship? Yeah, like would have been a great material. Um, well, well, when we're done with this game, thing. So when, 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 we, when, when the game ship has sailed <laughs> and we, we finally want to be adults. I only consider myself an expert about, about games. I'm not lifestyle gonna, help yeah. and, 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 and I don't want people to know my I don't, I don't want people to know actual opinions on stuff that I have because it might be a rough time. They'll shame me publicly for having my opinions. Sounds right. Opinions are bad. Okay. Anyway, you guys want to talk about some video game stuff? Sure. Yeah, let's talk about some video game things. Okay. All right, today we are getting into Zombie Returns to Battle Chef Brigade. Um, he gives us a glimpse into the division, um, what would you call it, like side novel or, or novelization? The, it's not a novelization, it's just a, a book that a accompanies like it. Like a precursor to the first division or the division universe. Yes. Literary it is, it is, it is at, titled New York Collapse. Yeah. It is at best the same way the grimoire serves destiny. Gotcha. Oh, okay. definitely not. You're going to look yeah. forward to hearing... Well, no, I have no. it. I have it. Oh, you have the, have the Division yeah. 1 book. I have it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, it serves the same purpose. It's Leading into that... I guess. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> uh, went back and played Division 1, The Phantom Jafar. We'll find out who that is. Um, Steve I still don't agree with the subtitle. <laughs> Neither do I. It's Stacey, do you agree Take with it up with Star Wars. We'll work I on it. I care less. Okay, Honestly, so whatever. <laughs> Steve gets into Mar- Mario Maker 2. But not too much. He not so much so making much. As, uh, as much as playing. Gotcha. And he is... Back on Destiny. He, yeah, he continues to Durstiny. be the loneliest garden in Destiny 2. And I, yeah. We'll see how we can remedy that. And this week returns... Oh, God. Mikey's <laughs> He's too excited minutes. about this. Um, I got into uh, Don't encourage a handful, him. actually, of uh, mobile games, uh, starting with Boom Pilot. Capcom's Teppin, um, also known as Capcom versus Capcom the Troll, uh, Lego Tower, <laughs> Dr. The Mario World, lane. and Minesweeper. Um, Minesweeper also, or Mind Sweeper? Mind, I'm going to check. <laughs> because Minesweeper is a game we've all played. Mind Sweeper. Mind Sweeper is something else. Yes, Mind Sweeper. This is where, when your brain is empty like mine, there's just a guy in there sweeping. Sweeping it away. <laughs> oh, okay. Lethal League Blaze and Alto and Stacy will be talking about Alto's Odyssey and Alto's Adventure, which I will definitely chime Did in. Did you buy the bundle? There's a bundle? Uh, there's got to be. Oh. No, I didn't uh, see them. Altos, Altos Adventure so has They're been like, out what, so long now. I'm surprised they don't bundle. Something. I mean, they bundle other games. Yeah, they bundled like um. Yeah. Yeah. 
um, which were some of my favorite mobile games, so I'd love to, you know, chime in as well. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to go over, you know, the viability and the excitement that is the Nintendo Switch. Excitement? Like, I feel like there's a lot of people excited for this thing. I've been reading, mm -hmm. and I, it hasn't been a yeah. tepid response. It's been a, oh my god, oh my god. I think it's tepid I, if you have a Switch. Mm, but here's what I've, here's what, well, when you yeah. read, like, Why yeah. would you buy comments, and you have a comments and Twitter is... So that you can switch while you switch. I really want this, but I don't want it because I the have a Switch, is, but I really want it and I don't need it, and I'm probably well, going to well, get it. I'll, I'll save my comment for when we it. actually talk about it. <laughs> okay. Yes. I feel that's the general idea of, like, I don't really need this, but it's a smaller and more and a little bit more powerful Switch. I want it. I wanted I, I wanted it. a better switch. This and what we got was a not that. Anyway, moving mm -hmm. on. That will probably come, but yeah. the short version is duh, this is for your like five year old kid. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. I mean, I feel like we've started into it already. Mm -hmm. We might as well just Do you wanna just go with it? Shall we? It. Shall we yeah, launch yeah. into yeah. it? So I actually hadn't bought a switch. I just bought a duck. For a switch, um, <laughs> and I was like, I'll get the actual switch because I've heard there's another one coming out in summer. Maybe it'll be better. Oh no, this is not better. And the worst they're part calling is it a switch, and it does not actually switch. It's yeah. just a switch. It's a mobile name. only thing. You can't take the controllers yeah. off. You can't plug it into your TV. You can't even use your Bluetooth headphones. You have to use old fashioned it's headphone a, jack. It's a Wii U controller that you could take with you. You can't. Yeah. Use, oh yeah, that's true. That's true of the regular switch too yeah, that you can't use Bluetooth. It's the Wii U. So, yeah. That's why I bought the little Genki thing. Have they yeah. announced that it will fit into the no, whole dock? No, it won't. No, it won't. It does not work with a dock. It doesn't you work with a dock at all. It has it and the a, a slightly longer battery life, and it has a little proper decon on the left side. Yes, yes. I saw that's, that. That's the, the only thing you can call improvement. Uh -huh. And, of course, it only plays the games that, that function when you take it off. So you can't play top. Mario Party. Which, to be fair, is most, most of them. Of them. Yeah, right. You yeah. can't play Mario Party. But, yeah, it's great for a five-year-old and a parent of a five-year-old who wants huh. to be able to take their game system away from them. Uh, That's what this is perfect for. For everyone else. You can't play Mario. I don't think you can play Pokemon like, Go. You can Let's have, go either. N Nintendo's always been, like, more family, right? Out of the sure. three... Mm -hmm. Out of yeah. the three big platforms right now for consoles, Nintendo's been like a family company. Yeah. So this does make sense to me, I think, because if, which is not, you know, that's a good, is a good chance. If the parents are also gamers, right, right. then they're going to want to play the, the Switch on the big TV and that kind of stuff. And then they'll let the kids occasionally play on the big TV and stuff. But there's definitely situations where, like, you know, mom is playing Legend of Zelda and the kid's like, I want to play Splatoon. And it's just mm -hmm. like... Oh God! Do we need to buy another like switch? Even though the dock and da da da, and now you have an option. Now you have sure. the little one where it's like, take this, go to your room, like leave us alone. <laughs> yeah, and there's also the the challenge of what are they going to do about accounts? Like, is there going to be a copy? I don't. Well, actually, I don't well, have. They're going to use their now. family account business. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The do. account oh, should okay. definitely be on all of the switches. You can use switches. It for like Ten people on. Family well, the thing about the switches. No, but say like if you have an account and I wanted to download all my games on my Switch Lite. You, my account. you okay. can use the SD card to switch everything over, all the data, and then you just have to log into your account. If they don't oh, have okay. cloud saves, they've got to be working they on it. They do have cloud okay, saves. Okay, good. Yeah. And, then, and the thing is, the, the Switch is actually the most multi-user friendly. friendly device out there. Like, PS4, you can switch between users, but on a Switch, every time you choose a game, it asks you who you want to launch yeah. it as. That's yeah. a very intentional family-centered, multi-user-centered design choice yeah. that I actually think should be configurable, but I do like it in contrast yeah. at the very least. Right? Yeah, sure. yeah you're sure. right. Like There should be options. You're, you're absolutely right in the sense of like, 
I should be able to choose like the PS4 experience of like, no, I'm probably going to be the only one here, right. and, and and vice versa for Sony as well. Yeah, or absolutely. like, oh no, a lot of people come and play my PlayStation. Oh, now I have uh-huh. to. Oh my, you know what? It's so funny you bring up this problem that I haven't thought about. Like when we used to go over to our friend's house, me and Steve, and like everyone's here. Oh, let's make five guest accounts. Yeah, where we that have to shit do. is. It's just so like so annoying. So annoying. You have to make right. these dummy accounts. And I don't so know that, that Switch it, solved that. Because you still need everyone you, to be on an account. No, you don't. If it's sure. a multiplayer game, whenever we play Overcooked, we just play Overcooked. Oh, yeah, you just get like a parenthesis, right? Exactly. Like, yeah. When you play Overcooked so on a so PlayStation one, so you connect so all the controllers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sign in as a guest. Yeah, 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 they, yeah. You're right. In a sense, they've simplified it. It's true. Because they like, knew that, the, that that was yeah. always part of the design. And so yeah. good on them for, for pulling that off. Remember the first promotional video? It's like showing you go to a rooftop yeah. party and everyone breaks out their Switch. Or and even so in on. a sense, or one person breaks out their Switch and a shitload of controllers. Where these kids go outside to do stuff, like go to the skate park and do like actual exercise and yeah, then just switch down hilarious. and bust out a switch. Although to be fair, like that probably happens, man. Like yeah. it might not happen a lot and that's certainly a great use case oh, for this thing. Oh, you mean like the girl at the, the rooftop party playing her switch? Exactly. I mean, I did that. <laughs> I did that like a week after I got a switch. Oh, I think it was around a week after I bought the switch for the first time. I was taking it everywhere and I had a rooftop party with coworkers and at we one point... We did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, we all did the same thing. Let's yeah. not... Let's not run, but I like the idea of these kids like he went to the basketball court and instead of playing basketball he just sat down and busted no, no, out no. a switch. No, no, no. It's between games. It's between games when you cool down. Oh, no, th- uh, this is this is my <laughs> what I see in my head. Okay, I know, this I is know. my uh, creative. <laughs> Steve, you and I will just for forever be devil, one another's devil's advocate. I think, I think devil, so. devil's avocado. Devil's avocado. What? Yeah. <laughs> so an avocado. Get it? Was, so okay. A couple avocado. of my friends. We have this thing where instead of saying devil's advocate, we say no, devil's I avocado. Put, like a little face. And one day I actually said it at a meeting at work. Um, by accident. Actually, I'm just playing devil's avocado. I'm just gonna play devil's avocado here. Then you're just like, I got a couple. Oh, shit. I got a couple of glances. Like, did he just say avocado? But I just, you, you have to run with it. You, with it. you can't. You can't. You just roll with it. You can't let that stop yeah, you, you haven't heard that? That's like a common joke in the we're, bronze. Like, we're, we're taking. Yeah, everybody a, talks about the devil's avocado. Talks about the devil's, we're, devil's avocado. We're taking a slight detour because you guys reminded me. Oh God. There is an iOS game about being an avocado. It's called Avo. Of course there is. Of course there is. It's AR. Avocado. This is why avocados are so expensive. It's built for hipsters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so you you can go around and play with Avo. Oh, God. They should make a horror game about you play as an avocado and you get slaughtered to make avocado toast. They made that movie. It's called Sausage Party. Oh, look at this thing. That's so weird. That looks I like a sausage party character. But it should be in the style of Abe's Odyssey. Remember that for PlayStation? Ugh. Yeah. I don't feel like game. I'm being stalked by a walking avocado. There's just <laughs> something crazy about that. So about that Switch. <laughs> that I, will other, say this. I hope they make avocado green. I hope they make avocado on it. I, I will say oh, yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> if you have a 3DS, they're saying they still support it. Yeah. But it won't, it won't be for long. It's a laugh. You know what? They have to do that because there are probably games in progress that haven't been released yet. And they can't be like, "Sorry, game maker. I know you spent the last year on this, but we're well, dropping support." It depends on what they. Yeah. It depends on what they mean by support. But, they but definitely what? Like don't a have half anything year, in the pipeline. A year from now, they'll just First quietly party. go. Yeah, no, we don't. Support First party, they don't yeah. have shit in the pipeline. They yeah, might still sure. be making some as long as they're selling. There's no reason to not do that. Yeah. It. I actually think that some of why they're saying that might honestly be not like to cut off the market from people who are still selling. And yeah. and and in particular, they don't want to like scare off investors yeah. and that, who are like, "What are you doing? You have so many users on this thing." Still making right. the hardware and making money. Then why who stop? Cares? Exactly. You, yeah. This is this is something that, and I think it's Nintendo always does. Is they they come out with something and then they take a step back, 
right? And then they go like, to like, yeah. the, like they came was, out with the 3DS. DS was the third pillar. It the, was not supposed to kill the Game Boy. It was the 3DS. And oh, then yeah. it made a shitload of money. And it killed pillar. the Game Boy. And then it killed the Game Boy. And that's exactly and what the Switch is going to do. Made, the yeah. They made the no 3DS question. like XL, yes. and then they were like, here's the 2DS. It doesn't fold or have 3D. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's weird because they make they make these innovations no, you're right. and then they step back. That's true. They and I think that. I'm sure it's, it's for not like a bad cost too. So this time they've made a switch that does not in fact actually switch. I want to call it like there the, we go. The the stick. They made a the 3DS. Stick? Oh, that's good. The Nintendo stick. stick. I like Nintendo they made a switch that doesn't switch. So Here's like they the thing, thing with, and I'm sure it's yeah. because it's a cost standpoint for the people who like want to have the switch, but they can't really afford that price point. You want to make the cheapest version right you can. Right. But it's it's such I a weird it. like mm-hmm. thing to to see that sort of transition where it's like two steps forward. Let's MC Scat Cat, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I here's the thing though. I still think this is a good move. I think that, like as long as there's a market, whatever it is. Like it may not be for everyone. It may not be for most people. But I'm glad it exists. And another part of the reason, like another significant reason, is like the switch is not small. <coughs> Well, this it's one's not, a little smaller. This it's one like, is yeah. small. Yeah, smaller. Yeah, this one's smaller. Like, mm-hmm. I like the idea of there being a platform. Grant that it's Nintendo, and I have my problems with them, but I like the idea that someone, one of these big con- console manufacturers, is trying to make a platform that has this switchable version. It's cool as hell in and of itself. And then now they have a portable device and they'll run mostly the, the same, same games. games. Yeah. Like, that is attractive to and me. And that's like, to me, also the future of gaming. I want to see more say, hardware independent of yeah, software. I was going to say, sure. part of what I like about this is I really want to see Sony slash Microsoft or someone else basically be like us too. Speaking How? of, um, yeah. sorry to cut you off. Yeah. Speaking of the, uh, the future of gaming, and I think this is just a one quick um, tangent that I want to make, is that's, how I feel like I'm betting on the Stadia mm. as a, a way to access gaming we're going, yeah, yeah. in a way that's... Sort of a good way. Because that's, that's where you're going to go, right? I was going to say, Nintendo, I think they had a missed opportunity if it's not docked. Wouldn't this be a way to say, well, if we're not docking, let's at least stream to your television. Right, right. Like, okay, you'll so, still have the mm, controller with when the screen, you, but that'll turn off. But that just would have made yeah. it more when, expensive, which was the last thing they when you say the, the future, to make a cheaper console. When you say the future yeah. of gaming, because if you Probably. look at look at like the cost yeah. of a home yeah, console now is what, about $400, $500, right? Yeah. In that range. The Stadia, the, the Founders Edition of the Stadia is $130. You've cut down on the price mm-hmm. of accessibility Very to home console gaming in a big way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just have to make sure that you have the internet speed that can keep up with it, which I think is really minimal what they need for just 720p. Yeah. Yeah. To get the high end, you need better totally internet, but like way. it's still accessible to people. Yep. Mm-hmm. And if you cut down on that cost by that much, that's and Stadia works, that's going to be huge, and that's going to mm-hmm. change the future of gaming too. Yeah, I actually was playing around with uh, GeForce's streaming uh, NVIDIA has their, um, on the their Shield. GeForce Shield products. Yeah. And um, you can stream it from your computer, and you can also stream it from the cloud. And it's pretty good, man. Like, if you have a solid internet and you're hardwired in, uh, you know, for the games that you take super seriously, you're not going to want to do it through the cloud. But it's still reasonable. I played some Overwatch with Stacy. 
in this yeah, very so amusing setup where I, she was on her computer five feet away and I was streaming off the cloud. Off of your, your computer at home, which is, you know. Actually, no, we never got that working. Oh, really? Uh, it was, oh, so that was just purely cloud gaming. Cloud. So, so my, we tried um, it both wireless and wired, and wired was significantly better, yeah, but Ethernet they were both livable. obviously the way to go. So I was, the, yeah, uh, the previous, I would say this, even over Wi-Fi, if it's a game that's not twitchy, if it's like menu-driven and there's no real time pressure, still totally playable. And that's good because that means that there's some promise when you throw Google's technical expertise at it that you might be able to play like Civilization Six on your mobile connections. So That's, one of the yeah. things that I, I rem- sure. I've done this before with the game streaming services. What was it, Gamefly? Yeah. Was it Gamefly that did it first? Yeah. I think there it was, was uh, there was a there was on live. It was it, I think I don't it, know if Gamefly had one. It was some streaming service that came really early on while like I want to say back in the early twenty ten. Congregation. No, it was something no. else. It was something else. But I tried it. Sorry and for yelling that. There was, <laughs> there, was, there was huge noticeable input lag that affected how I enjoyed the game. Yeah. Now, I fast forward a few years, PlayStation Now came out, mm. and I tried that as well. Yeah. And I still noticed it wasn't as bad if your connection stayed but as someone really good. Those games but as someone who's playing it, you notice yeah. input lag. And you it's really not do, strictly your connection. Right. They're yeah. fucking it's up. Their, on it's you. on their end, too. Mm-hmm. So you notice yeah. on games that you want it to be like... You notice input lag if you're a gamer. If you're a hardcore gamer and you've played any games competitively, you notice input lag very mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. You know? To the point where even if your TV's not in game mode, you'll notice input lag. Yeah. Well just, you know? just to close this so up. So I'm I'm curious off. to see if Google can overcome those technical limitations because they do have the finances to do it and I think they do have the sure. technical know how to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think they got people on staff who are capable of figuring that yeah. out. They can throw all the money at it as well. Yeah, with so, with um, I feel good about it, and I think Destiny is a good jumping off point to see how that works. Yeah, it is, yeah. especially that it comes free with right. I think, I think it's yeah. a showcase of like, let's show that we can do something fast paced in Twitch yeah. that will actually run. Sure, but I just want to squeeze in. Do you think that there'll be maybe like a new wave or era or idea that there will be games that are separated to like? Okay, for your Overwatches and all this stuff, we realize that people want direct connection. It. However, Civilization Six, right? Be, yeah, there, generally there really speaking, no strategy games, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Tropico, and that's why it's not something um, Twitch. That's why you're not going right. to kill. You're not going to kill the hardware mm-hmm. industry either, yeah. because it, yeah. this all de- it all depends on how well they execute this yeah. technology. And I think we're going to find out in November how yeah. well they're <laughs> able to do it. Yep. Yeah. So Coming really, podcast really we are, uh, you and I, and I think you by extension, Mikey, because you got the Buddy Pass. Oh, yeah. From Rio. yeah. Uh, we're going to see. Oh, yeah, that's right. They got a Buddy Pass. A buddy pass. And I have a Chrome 4K. Stacy, so. will you be my buddy? I would like to be a buddy. <laughs> oh, we're okay. buddies now, everyone. We're buddies. Yay. This bump. You know, um, this, that sounded this, more like a euphemism than anything else. Positivity, <laughs> oh dear. This display of positivity wow. reminds me of an old cooking game I used to play. Cooking Mama? Battle, Battle Chef Brigade. Chef Brigade. Oh, Battle Chef Brigade. Remember how it doesn't matter. Everyone just wants you to cook. Hey, hey spoilers. Well. I haven't finished it. That was in a... That was in a I know. I'm just, oh, I'm, just, I'm just stealing the mic from you. That's oh. all. <laughs> Speaking of stealing I the mic... Archive archived that game. Oh. Archived that game. Sad face. So, yeah, I got... Um, I, I've been... Uh, trying to play more Switch on my rides to work, to and from work, mm, um, because I'm mildly frustrated with just the constant reality of mobile games where you need an internet connection. It just pisses me off. Yep. Um, and so, yeah. at the moment, my my go to 
you know, don't need internet, but very engaging uh, Switch game is Battleship Brigade. Mm-hmm. Um, the game had a very annoying problem, which was that you couldn't switch difficulty mid game. Mm-hmm. And so I started the mm-hmm. I started the game the first time on hard, and then reached a point where I was just like, "This is too much right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not making any progress." So I unfortunately had to restart the game, and I did a little bit of that, and then I dropped it because trying to re-go through a thing is kind of irritating as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So general PSA, don't fucking do that. Let me change the difficulty, please. For fuck's sake, I'm tired of this shit. I didn't think you had to yell so much. I know. It just really actually pisses me off. But... Um, <laughs> Oof. <laughs> But oof is really right. Feel. But uh, look, it's just like it's like a design faux pas where I'm just like, who the fuck thought that was a good idea? And chances are, no one like even just re- like no one even realized it or yeah. gave it a second thought. Yeah, I was gonna and say it's probably nobody a smaller company all. and all this kind of I'm thing. Sure. But it's just I want it. It makes me angry. And look, it cost me a lot of hours. I'm not like mm. like I'm not just being angry for no good reason, right? Like I would have preferred to skip ahead to where I was before, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so I've been going back through the game on the normal difficulty, uh, progressing at a good clip, and it's just this game is great. Like you know, mm-hmm. outside of this really irritating situation that I had, like I've enjoyed all of my time with this game, and that includes now as I'm going back through it a second time. Mm-hmm. Um, the as you as you said, Mikey, like this game is just like relentlessly positive in a fun way, and it's not yeah. like bullshit positive, like no. like some kind of like uh, you know friendship unicorn type thing. No, like things happen, but like everyone is. All the characters are like genuinely trying to cooperate and be good people. And yeah, I think that's a great word, like co-op, cooperative. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like and it, like compared to so many video mm-hmm. games that are really rooted in conflict and interpersonal conflict, you play enough games, you might think that like the world is fucked and we'll never be able to like cooperate our way out of things. Yeah. And this is, game is just like this, Let's you know, really nice beacon on it. Story and I think just like they, they live it. in this fictional kingdom where people cook and that's like a national sport. And something happens to the fauna and flora where they're getting like this poison or disease. So you are figuring out while simultaneously in like a cooking competition with other people from, is it different nations or just people in that nation? I don't remember. Mm -hmm. I think it's different nations. But they all are like, okay, great. We love cooking, but, and like, this is great. I still want to beat you, but we kind of have to figure out what's going on with the animals and the plants. Yeah. Right. So let's so, try and do so that. So even your competitors are kind of yeah. with you and wanting to mm-hmm. to save the environment or yeah. whatever. And they have like they good spirit you, about the competition. They realize that yeah. we got to save these They have like good spirit can. about the competition, right? right? Yeah. Where it's like genuinely, um, like Mina is like, you know, a really good character who you play as and like... In the middle of uh, of each competition that you do, there'll often be like this random banter between the two com- uh, competing chefs, and so like there's one where there's this guy who like never talks, and he's just like this super stoic like dwarf type dude, mm-hmm. and and he like makes some kind of like puzzled grunt or whatever, and then Mina goes like, "Oh, what's the matter? Like, is there something you need help with?" And he's just like, "We're competing," and it, you know like like he's like a little <laughs> bit grumpy and shit. But then even with that character, like, you find out that he, like, has a crush on the chef from, like, this local restaurant. And it's just like, oh, he's actually a sweetheart. And, like, it's just, it's just. He just had bad manners, but he's a nice man. Kind of, kind (laughs) of. But, uh, but, you know, the story is, the the, the one, the one knock I guess I can give the game is, like, the voice acting. You can kind of tell that they, that they did the voice acting before seeing the animations 
for what they were presenting. And so there are parts where like the character's animation looks like super shocked or surprised, but then the tone of the voice acting doesn't quite match. Mm. It's still good voice acting, but those things are not working in concert. Um, But like, that's kind of stretching. Like it's still, it's still super, (laughs) it's super novel. The, um, just out of its freaking positivity. The art is really great. The gameplay is really great, both the cooking and the combat with the creatures that you have yeah. to collect the ingredients from. And there's that complexity there, too, where you can't just mindlessly go and, like, kill kill monsters. You, you, you know, as the game progresses, you need to start actually being a bit conscious about what you're doing and what ingredients you need. Yeah. So that becomes really fun. One last thing, actually, I just remembered as a bit of a complaint. Um, another kind of design flaw I think the game has... Um, you have to choose your equipment before you go into a match, but you don't know what type of dishes you're supposed to make. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's where that's where I had trouble too. It's because like you have to fail that level once mm-hmm. in order to really in order to, yeah. yes. I and remember you both dumb. saying this yeah. months ago, a year ago, when yeah. we yep. talked about of like mm. this could be a simple like. Hey, your next competitor, blah, 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 blah. Even if you go instead of going into it, going, oh, I didn't have this, quit out, restart. Right. It's like, oh, I didn't have a fish. I get that the special special ingredient they can save for that that reveal, but I think going into it, you should know what judges like what going into it. Yeah, you should know the elements that you need to cook with because that's going to affect which pans you pick. Yeah. Yeah. Just that simple. Or if you need the cutting board or if you need the the stewing pot or whatever. uh, So, like, a few design hiccups in an otherwise fantastic game. Cool. All right. Cool. Uh, And now it's time to get a little weird. Oh, so, God. Steve, you <laughs> apparently know already all about this interesting book thingy. The New York Collapse hey, book. Hey, hey, Collapse. this is a so, video game podcast. Yeah, I know. I but know. This, is video game, this is video game adjacent. No, no, <laughs> no. This is not just video game adjacent. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Get out of here with your book. I actually so. think that this is valid because this book is not a straightforward linear read. It's actually kind of a puzzle. So the yeah, great thing about this page, book man. is it's almost, um, it's almost uh, a... Uh, a scavenger hunt, I would even say, mm. because not only does is it a survival guide, is what the book is. It's a survival guide that's been written in by someone who was around New York City during the yeah. collapse and during the release of the Green Poison. So and this is stuff they've learned about the city. So I love the layers that are going on. Yeah, and then also throughout the book, you come across little pieces that are in there, like a post it note, a post it note. A metro card, a map, a map. Yeah. and yeah. they're Great. sort of like clues to, and it acts like a scavenger hunt yeah. within so, the game itself. So it's almost this augmented, I wouldn't even say augmented reality. Yeah, it kind of, it's, well, it's like I a weird, it's, it's a, a yeah. rudimentary augmented reality mm-hmm. way of experiencing mm-hmm. the game. Yep. And then even in the book, there are certain pages where you have to like hold the page up to the light to oh see what's God, going was, on. I love that. So I'm going to describe uh, that a little bit. Yeah. Uh, so so like this is my. I, I just want to tell what my experience briefly has been with it, and I, I just love this. So um, I I saw that there was a novel for Division Two. Yes. Uh, and it was a digital version of it. But then I was like, you know what? I'm playing the hell out of Division Two. I haven't played Division One. Let me get the book for the first one because I knew that there was one. I, I, I could see that, but I couldn't get a digital one, so I ordered it. And then it turned out that I was really, really tired one evening. And I was like so tired that I was almost like annoyed that I don't think I had the energy to just like play some Division Two mm-hmm. and chillax. But then I saw that the book came in and I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. I can be part of that universe that I'm excited to, to you know, live in and revisit and all that kind of stuff. 
but from this different angle. Right. And then I had no idea that this was not a straightforward novel. It is a fake book written by a fictional character uh, named something Merchant. Merch. Uh, Warren Merchant. Oh, yeah. And so he wrote this book before the green poison, the dollar flu and, uh, and by all accounts, he knew exactly what and was going to happen. And it seems like he knew what was going to happen because of all the scavenger hunting shit. To the point where on. not only is his, devi- his advice spot on, but he's put little Easter eggs yes. in his book that if you know what's going on, you'll be mm-hmm. like, hey. Did you solve the puzzle on the first page? Yeah. Hey, I hey, did. Hey. So that was, the, that was the thing. Even before you actually get into what's supposed to be the book, right. the first thing is, he, here's my other books. So it's also worth mentioning before you explain the puzzle sure. that... Uh, not only is this a fake book that you have written by this fictional character of oh, yeah. Warren Merchant, <laughs> you also own the copy that was owned by a fictional character named April Kelleher, mm-hmm. who was given this by her husband, who was murdered on, I think, the day mm-hmm. that Manhattan got into quarantine. Yeah, so he was in a medical lab, mm-hmm. something fishy was going on, and she sees him pulled out of this building and shot dead. Yes. And so, so she's writing in the margins of this book. And part of the excuse as to why she's actually explaining this in the book is because they actually explain, she actually explains that when she went to the NYPD, they were like, we are completely overwhelmed. I literally don't have the time to file this report. So write everything down that you can, and we'll get to this one whenever we can. And that's, so it's really doing this interesting job of setting up how everything is fucked up in the universe. Yeah, so she and starts writing down for that reason, but then it becomes her diary. Yes. And then it becomes, I want to be a witness to these events for the future people who right. come. And one of my favorite things yeah. is that they use different color ink. And fairly early on, in the very like first page of the puzzle that you'll get that you'll explain in a minute if you'd like, yeah. um, you can see this different color ink, and it's like, wait a minute, oh, this is actually being used as a way for you to know how time has passed, right. and how uh, you know it's it's telling a timeline of like her thoughts initially when things are going down, and then a week after, and so on. And then you actually find a page that works as a sort of key where she's actually tallying the days, and you see the ink change, and she puts little date markers mm. so that. That serves as a guide of when everything is there. And And there's just so much personality seeping through it because right there at the very end when she finally is using a brown ink, she actually writes here, she goes, choices were pink or brown. Right. (laughs) That's hilarious. Right. It's a very individualized take. a lot of character. Has this book won any awards? No. I don't know. I I feel like it's so innovative. I think if people even knew what was going on with this book, it should have. This book wasn't marketed. and this book book even for? It's criminally underrated of what it brings to the game and what you experience within the game because there are moments where you'll find something in the book. And you can go to that place in the game, and oh you can God. see that there. That gives me a hard on. Yeah, it's such it's <laughs> it's so criminally underrated because nobody Excuse talked me. about so it. Hard so after on. this podcast, a metaphysical one. No, nobody talked about it. The reason I found out about this is actually because Mario mentioned it that they yeah, were releasing it with it, and I remember going on to some website and ordering it because I was like, that sounds really, really cool. Yeah, it's, it's fucking dope. So, like, I grew up in an era where text adventure games... Obscure as fuck. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they were too obscure for me. I was too young. I couldn't figure this shit sure. out. Sure. Yeah. Sure. 
uh, they would come with boxes full of items because they were trying to create a fictional world and have you kind of buy into the illusion that this world is real. They didn't have the graphics mm -hmm. to kind of convey that or the sound files. That computers didn't do that. Yeah. So what they would do is they would give you a box full of items from this fictional world to try and make it feel more real to you. Mm -hmm. So when you played Zork, they would give you a little Zork midcoin from that realm. Mm -hmm. They would give you a little map of the place. Uh, when you're playing a fantasy game, they would give you a wish stone which glowed in the dark to go mm -hmm. with that world. So what I want to say is this is what Bungie... Should I think was trying to do with the grimoire, mm. yeah. but they didn't do a good job because they essentially just wrote a novel and mm. was like, this Here. is the novel that yeah. goes with it's the online. game. Yeah, this had to have this, been somebody's job for a year. This, for more than that. At least. For more than that At because they had to go back and forth with it. They yeah. had to know what it's the so world intricate. was. Yeah. And that's a, that's a really like, lived in book. Right. Because all her notes, they're they're written and, very small. And they're scrawling around the around margins. Around all so the margins. There's parts where you're holding this book upside upside down and you look like a crazy person. Yeah. Yeah. So they've thing. got His, like her notes are like electronics diagrams, awesome. six point they have charts font. and graphs. Yeah. They have like little she's apparently an artist, so she's drawn some art in uh -huh. the margins. Mm -hmm. And like this is what all that stuff wished it could be. <laughs> all like, that early stuff. All that early all stuff early wished it could be as good as this, yeah, but no one would have been willing to pay for someone's salary <laughs> right. to do this. So right. questions for all three. You can say it all at once. Yeah. <laughs> have you all who's finished the book? Oh, I've not I've not finished. There's so much it. content have you there. Have you a in it? No, this oh, you there's so it. much have content you made, there. Like how far I'm are you a, in I'm, it? I'm, uh, I'm about like I'm, I'm tempted to steal so it from you because I could probably get this oh, out okay. in about so maybe a week. Like a third <laughs> no, uh, okay. because like this is. I'm probably gonna take that camping. This is me. stuff like that's fair. This is stuff <laughs> that I kind of grew up with. Only more. Yeah. Yeah. No, you'd probably um, tear through this way faster than me. Like, and I, I felt might even find I want to read it twice because you can see that, like, as she goes through the book, the color ink changes tell mm -hmm. me that it's going further and further into the future as the pages go by, but yeah. also she goes back and comments from the yep. future back to the past. Yep. So you don't really know what happened to her in the future that's made her change her perspective And you can actually past. get a different sense of her writing. Like some of her, the further timeline ones, she sounds a little nuts. Like she sounds like, like her grammar's well, almost breaking down. Stuff. She's done, yeah, yeah. she's been yeah. through some shit. And, yeah. and that's really good. Like when you intentionally put in grammatical errors to just actually like explain that a character is kind of changing kind of in that it. way yeah. it's pretty excellent uh, yeah. so did you want to explain the yeah yeah the, that so, puzzle? so I was mentioning that they've got a list of the author's other books but she complains that she's never actually seen any of these other books maybe it's not really what it seems and you can see her own notes as she tries to figure out the puzzle but she doesn't actually give you the answer but if you do figure it out but based on her clues at the end. yeah good advice merch but I found it a little too late so if you read between the lines it says get out of Manhattan now. Now. <laughs> right. And it's like, well, too late. Yep. And so my, the one that I love is uh, there's, and it's just excellently laid out because it's, it, it knows that you're going to read this page by page. Um, and so you come across this one page and uh, there, the, the, the original author, Merchant, is describing the different things that can happen. And so his full sentence is like, um, in the kind of collapse this book prepares you for, a virus, a dirty bomb, whatever it may be, these supposedly steadfast resources and agencies will no longer exist. There is that question again. What would you do if you knew no one was coming to help you? 
And then you can see in the notes that April has circled the words, there will be a virus. And she, and she says, what is this? I'm getting paranoid. It has to be a coincidence, right? And then you flip to the next page, and there's this ridiculous graph that isn't really like coinciding with anything that Merchant is writing that so, says chance in change in New York City commuter population. And it's this weird graph, and it makes this claim that traffic dropped by one-third in 2012. And April makes a note about this and goes like, uh, no, I live in New York. That's wrong. Right, and then yeah. she makes a note where she goes, oh, I, uh, I see what's going on here. I didn't see it until I looked up to the light. And then when you hold up that page to the light... This is what I'm talking about. You can, yep. You can see that the peaks in the graph actually highlight the letters from the previous page, the words, rather, from the previous page that actually spell out there, there will, will be, be a virus. virus. Right. And, like, so he's that left is clues. fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah, he's left clues all over the book. And then she's gone and, and researched and tried to figure out as much of it as she can. To this yeah. day, this you book still sits on my nightstand. And, and I do go to it I think occasionally just, just to... You should, you should get it, man. Um, and, 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 like, there's also a bit of a mystery, too, because clearly what... Uh, or at least, I don't know about clearly, but the, the mystery to hear is, like, what's going on? Like, who killed her husband, basically? Yeah. Right. You know, you know yeah. what this looks like? This feels like the real-life version of Device 6. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Like, have you played Device that. 6? No. You oh, you have to show You'd her. Like it. You'd like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's, it's basically that, but on iOS, and you're reading a passage, yeah. and they input... Remember what you said, like, they couldn't do it graphically? Right. Well, they do it graphically. Nice. And you're literally flipping through passages and going through graphical sort of um, arrangements, like getting going now. back and forth, solving And it puzzles. uses the format really well, because yeah. there are parts where you're actually scrolling through... Um, text. The text, yeah. like if you're on an iOS device, but then you yeah. also like have to like rotate the device, like yeah, it, it doesn't or like there's stuff. a puzzle like at the end of the page. Then you have to go back, and then when you do, it'll open up like a piece of text that is relevant to like moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. It's, so it's kind of just reminded me of dope. like, oh, what if Device Six was an actual book? Right. So yeah. so that's the book New York Collapse. Uh, I just recommend it like pretty much. Regardless, like so, I, like, you've th- been trying to get me to play the division for a little. while. I mean, I guess so. I certainly in, recommend it in your it. own little way. <laughs> and I've been like, this eh, might be the straw that breaks the camel's back. It might. You'd have to probably love so, your book then. So playing, uh, playing, reading slash playing this book kind of made me go like, damn. I all right. I want to give Division One a shot, and I already owned it through UPlay. Yeah. Um, and I already messed around with it a little bit, but I guess I was just sort of inspired by the book to give it a shot. And so this is a good transition, and it gives me a bit of an excuse to talk about what I like and I don't like about the first one. Um, off the bat, like, it's kind of weird to go back to the first one and just be like, yeah, this is still a really good game. Like, I can sort of understand people's arguments that Division 2 should have just been, like, an expansion for the first one, but I don't think that actually holds water. Yeah. Um, but, like, they're, they're extremely similar. They both play very, very well. Uh, it's true that the enemies feel a little bit spongy on the first one, but it's still excellent gameplay. It's also worth noting, for, uh, for transparency's sake, that I played Division 2, that I play the Division 2 on PS4, and I'm playing Division 1 on PC. So th- some of what I'm describing might be different because of that. I don't know. But, um, but I'm enjoying myself with Division 1, trying to go through some of it. And, and, and there's some things that I think I actually prefer in Division 1 versus Division 2, even if I understand the reasons for changing them. Mm-hmm. So two things that come to mind is in Division 1, you have one base of operations, and you actually build it up 
through uh, it, it feels like you have more direct control over how you're upgrading things in this where you get supplies that are either medical security or tech supplies through doing specific missions so you can choose which thing you kind of want to target and then you actually spend those supplies at the base of operations on particular upgrades you unlock talents perks blah 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 yeah. um, and that feels nice because every time that you do one of those things someone kind of comments on it or whatever in division two they kind of took some emphasis off of that it feels a little bit in its uh in its presentation it's still very much like Yay! You built the solar panels. Like you're awesome. Like here, let's take a good look at them. And then some voiceover work that says like you did the thing, but you kind of get it as a reward for finishing a mission, mm. and it just kind of happens or, or side missions usually, and it, and then it just kind of shows up. It feels different. It feels less like you're rebuilding things because you don't actually get the supplies and choose which thing to upgrade. Now, that said, it's more well-produced in the Division 2, so it actually, in a way, does feel better, but I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting, and I'm perfectly okay with them trying out different approaches and, you know, having a bit of a design playground versus doing the same goddamn thing again. Um, But I think I kind of prefer Division 1, but I definitely admit that that's a taste thing, right? Yeah. The second thing is that uh, weapon attachments in Division 1 are uh, are actually um, exhaustible. They're, you, you need one scope per weapon. Whereas yeah. in Division Two, the moment that you um, uh, craft a weapon attachment, you can attach it to every single weapon that could have one of those things. It's a good mm-hmm. simplification in a way, but I think that it might make my it might make my scavenging feel a less realistic, less personal, because it feels kind of nice to go into the menu in Division One and be like, I want this scope for this weapon, and then maybe I can see myself in a situation where it's like, oh man, uh, this would be way better on this other weapon. I don't know where I'll land with Endgame, oh, but more early on it just Thank feels you. more personal almost to, yeah. to be like, oh, this gun, where I put that thing on it and so on. Um, but I totally understand from a design perspective to just be like, maybe this isn't making such a practical difference anyway. Like, once someone gets one of those things, let's not condemn them to the menus every mm. time that they want to fuck around with shit. Let's just give them that thing and they have an infinite supply for all of their guns. It kind of, it also kind of makes sense in the context of um, the scale of mm. the, um, of what's going on here. Division 2 does have more of a scale in terms of the conflict, where Division 1 is a different period of time where shit is starting to hit the fan. You're in the thick of it. In Manhattan, you still have civilians walking around the city who like are very much just hanging around. In Division 2, if se. you're not in a... Sorry, what was that? They're not defending themselves, per se? Yeah, they're not defending themselves. They're just right. they're just around, like, probably just, you know, trying to survive. They're stuck on the island with everyone else, right? Yeah. Uh, in Division 2, like, you get a very different feeling for the world, where it's like, if you're not in a settlement and you go outside without a gun, you're a fucking idiot. Whereas yeah. in the first Division, it's like, okay, not everything has gone to complete shit yet. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, they're both interesting. They're Did both interesting to exist in and to get that vibe. Finish the campaign yet in Division One? No, 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 no. I'm still very okay. early. So, so this is where um, I think Division One had a better campaign mm. because of its attachment to how recently the Green yeah. Poison started. Uh-huh. Um, whereas Division Two, where you finished the campaign, it just sort of felt like a filler episode in it, yeah. where it's just like Things we're gonna, I we're gonna, that. we're gonna yeah. reconnect to the network, and like that was like your big like, main okay. goal. Like, congratulations, golf clap. 
we had to plug back in. Like yeah. that, that was our big yeah. main goal for I mean, the. And also, that's a that's like a, a, a. Well, and because you don't know what happens when plugging back in occurs. Right. Well, there's it's not a reason, like you get a call from Mars and everything makes sense. Sure, sure. You know? There's a reason they don't call it Endgame, though. Like yeah. that's not the end of the story. You right. just you have just entered the invasion. You've entered the world tier stage. Right. The true end to the story, which nonetheless is still not particularly. Because well, or fulfilling is when you find out that the president's a fucking traitor. That's why I wanted to, I wanted to see if you complete because when you finish the Spoilers. division campaign, Spoilers. there's a certain thing that happens at the end mm-hmm. of the campaign mm-hmm. that sort of sets up this one character. Mm-hmm. And I was wanting to see where they went. I'm guessing with that's Kaner, but mm-hmm. I wanted to see where they go with him. But you know, he's yeah, really I, present. I look in forward to playing more division. Like a lot mm-hmm. of times when you have a sequel and then you have like the earlier one. Like I would say this about the Metal Gear series. Or, or some other things where it's like, okay, if you want the full story, you should start at the first one. But uh, mechanically, or like Mass Effect, we've talked about mm-hmm. how the, the first Mass Effect could probably use a remake. Yeah. And like, you know, it's yeah. hard to go back because mechanically they're not quite there. This is actually a case where it's just like, nope, Division 1 feels very solid. It is. It's and, very solid. And Division 2 feels very solid. And they're, and they're actually different in ways that matter. They feel very different. They're different times and period of, in this world. The problem with Division 1 was its endgame. Okay. That's why they did such a, a bigger focus on it in the second one mm. because its end game was really lacking in content. Mm. There wasn't really a raid so much. It was like a, it was a horde mode esque kind yeah. of escalation. I don't know. Yeah, in, and, and that's the thing. In, I don't know if that in, would bother me at all. In something. Yeah. See, that's and one of those things where I don't know if that would bother me at all because incursion. That's mm, what it was. Because I'm not. I'm not playing this for the looting. Right. I, I'm, I'm kind of not. Like, that part is engaging, and it's interesting, and it certainly kept me in Division 2 after I've kind of exhausted the right. story content. But what I really like is just being in that world and feeling like I'm rebuilding that's, shit. That's what I like. I like the world, and the thing I like about Division 1 is is that New York City in the cold. Yeah. Like, it almost gives you, like, this frigid sense mm. of, like, while you're, while uh, you're walking Christmas. through the city and a blizzard comes in and your character is just like, uh, you know, yeah. that... I really like that atmosphere that that because not only did like shit go down, but it went down in the dead of winter when like mm. a blizzard rolled through yeah. to make things seem even, even more desperate. But here's the one thing that I the, like one kind of significant thing that I will say about Division One. Uh, Better I, fashion, huh? Better, Better fashion. fashion. <laughs> <laughs> so sure. while I will say that uh, this, uh, what I'm about to say was overblown. In my opinion, having played Division One for a little while now, it's still totally valid that that game has a bit of a problem in terms of like its villains and how that feels early on, especially. So, like the first bit of violence that happens in Division One is you go up to some people who are kind of looting, and immediately the game is just like, "Those are the enemies. Shoot them!" Right? It doesn't penalize you or anything. And like, given how close to collapse this game is supposed to feel, they really don't earn that shit. They yeah. really don't earn the first few hours, in particular, the rioters feel like, why am I shooting these people? Like, if I was role playing, desperate, this, just like I would, me. Why would I, would, I leave them yeah, alone? If and I was role playing, I would point a gun at them and I would be like, fuck off, go away. And then if they shoot at me, Okay, fine. And that's actually what I've been doing a lot of the time. Mm. Uh, and then, like, b- because it's, it's doubly problematic. One, because I don't like it when games just, like, make me, like, assume that I'm supposed to shoot those guys because there's a red cursor over their head. Like, yeah. no, you got to earn that. And this game is taking its story seriously. But it's taking it more seriously in the audio logs and all that kind of stuff. The mm. second problem is that the rioters 
kind of have a political angle whether they want to or not. And they've and this is something that I'm a little annoyed with Massive Entertainment slash Ubisoft about. They they keep using this line that their game isn't political, and it's like shut the fuck up. Like Come on. The, it's, the Tom, big, it's Tom Clancy. The big it's Tom Clancy. The big ending to Division Two is that the president's a traitor and like current events. Like, come on, you're gonna tell me that you didn't like intentionally try to do that because you can read the pulse of how a lot of people might be feeling. You're gonna tell me that like the the mm. uncharacteristic decision to make just as many female enemies be or maybe not just as many, but a significant amount of female enemies be out there and to have them be featured as main characters and this absolute focus on like persons of color and all this kind of stuff. You're gonna tell me that that's not political? Just fuck off. So given all of that, the rioters basically are dressed in like streetwear, right? They're in hoodies and in ball caps and that kind of thing. And then there's also, I'm aware that like the Rikers prisoners are gonna be a faction and I'm really like, I'm gonna be like eagle-eyed when I reach that content because this is becoming a fucking trend between, you know, Spider-Man and this where it's just like, People just like to take Rikers in particular, which has a history in New York and like has plenty of politics around it. And they like to go, man, if those people got out, they would try to take over the city. And it's like, no, like maybe some of them, but like they try to fucking go you home. You think they're going like, to be uni- a united so, faction? Yeah, you think there's they're gonna not be a united like, faction ah. in prison? And Why so, would they suddenly act like one out of that? And, and, and so that, that <laughs> like really understand. irks me the wrong way because it's the easiest, most lazy villain that you can kind of do. And what I really yeah. hope to see out of the Rikers uh, faction in Division One as I continue to play the game is a little bit of what they did with the Outcast in Division Two, where mm. I can maybe reach a point where I'm like, I see why they're doing this. Okay. And what I will say is there's some light there. I found one audio log where you hear a Rikers guy, uh, faction guy, basically um, having like a black market for smuggling people out of Manhattan during the quarantine, mm. and he's charging people money for it. And I'm like, this I get. This, this I can understand, and I yeah. can, and I like, I kind of vibe with it. Yeah. Now that said, uh, I think that's a very important knock on still a great game, and mm. I think I'll leave it at that for now. I'm sure I'll come Have back. Have you to ever it. seen The Strain? The Strain. I think you should watch The okay. Strain. Is that it's, like a movie that they made around? No, it's on FX. Oh, it was. It's it, a was, it, was show, yeah. the, it was basically a gritty uh, show about. Uh, sort of vampirism taking over New York and like uh-huh. Manhattan was quarantined uh-huh. and you see like certain factions and where people are and how they would sort of align themselves right. because Manhattan is quarantined but I think as like a meta commentary if you're interested in like yeah disaster scenarios and the politics around it it's like an interest I mean it's a vampire show mm-hmm. but you'll see of like oh these people align with these people. Mm. Um, what's the the most strategic place in New York? Like you mm. would be to like protect yourselves, cool. um, yeah. like yeah. just sort of things like that. Of like, yeah. oh, I actually kind of learned from this show of like there is a place you probably should go mm. if we were quarantined here. There are certain <laughs> things that you should do. Like yeah. if you really think about it, like that, kind of makes sense. Okay. Mm. Yeah. No, I that that sounds cool. It's just um, you gotta you gotta remember that uh, as good as as much love and care and attention as they have to the story and the audio logs and all this stuff, this is still a game where your primary interaction with the world is pointing and shooting. Yeah. Uh, and when you make that pointing and shooting be kind of stereotypical thing, especially for those for that first hour, it's a little off putting. And I really. Um, 
you know, you have the what, the little bit that I've got out of the cleaner faction where it kind of sounds like the I got this audio log where this very like Staten Island sounding dude is basically mm-hmm. go like like their their mentality is basically oh shit this virus is like kill everyone who's remotely Those are the sick. firefighters exactly mm-hmm. okay gotcha. and like and like I kind of think that that's interesting and cool but don't just say rioters in street clothes or Rikers Island prisoners and just like throw a you know stamp on it and be like bad guys. I you think know. you're forgetting that this is also a Tom Clancy game, and that is pretty much <laughs> oh, but let's be clear. But let's yeah. be clear on anything Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy related. would have never written the story that we've seen in Division Two. He didn't. Two. What happened is Ubisoft co-opted well, it into dead. their universe. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. And yeah. they're using the Tom Clancy angle mm. to to make it and like beef if, up. If for, this happened, there's absolutely a contingent of people in Manhattan whether they have criminal past or not, who have very valid reasons to be like, the government and the police are trying to keep me here with a lot of sick people. Let's fight back. I get that. And I actually want that to be a focal point of the story. I don't want you to just go point and shoot at those guys. Well, wouldn't that, necess- wouldn't that sort of be you, the division? Right. Yeah, and, so. and, and 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 the thing is, mm-hmm. it's baked into the it's baked into the reality of the division that that they're that you're not necessarily good. Like yeah. I said, you 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 see what happens. I mean, to the I, I never thought I was good in a division. Did you, Steve? No, okay. no, I get that. But like, mm-hmm. I thought I was a contingency plan. Well, yeah, you're definitely a contingency best. plan. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you definitely have plenty of voiceover and plenty of dialogue. It's kind of gung ho ish. And kind of goes like, you know, there's there's validity to like the random civilian just being like division agents, yay! Like you're yeah. you're saving us. I, mean, I get that. I, I mean, you also have to turn your mindset in the frame of this is the apocalypse. Like all bets are off. Tribalism and survival. And I think that's why, why one of the ways they try to show you that is through the dark zone. Right. Where it's like, I oh, was gonna say, division agents yeah. there. That's what I like is that they mechanically actually made it so that it's like that's right. Other players who are other division agents are not necessarily good. Yes. That's actually part of the story they're telling, and I like right. that. And then they continued it in Division 2. Yes. Icon Cop. Cool. Nice. <laughs> it's a little <laughs> anticlimactic, but we're done with it. <laughs> okay. Well, the, the real talk here was of the book and how how great that is and yeah, how is underrated it is. It's yeah. underrated. I, I might, that did I not get, get enough press. How much was it? Press. It looks expensive. 20-something? Ugh. I'll still get it. <laughs> no, there's yeah, a. I, think I, mean, I mean, people listening, you know? it is a very well, well made, made book. Well yes. made book. It's I not have a, it. It's if you want to borrow it, you can borrow it. I think I would want that as like as an artifact. It's just, I, it's, I, it's, it sits it's a, on my nightstand yeah, to this day, yeah. and I go it's back a, to it. It's something that if you had on your your coffee table, everyone would look at and go, "What the, what fuck, the fuck is this?" Yeah. Yeah. And then they would go, "Oh my god!" and flip through it. And you but then there's there's also interesting information in there. That's like things that yeah, even real real survival real survivalists mm-hmm. will tell you things like there's a portion there about having a go bag, mm-hmm. and yeah. a go bag is just a bag you always have ready that has like basic necessities water. in it: batteries, flashlight, water, mm-hmm. things yeah. like that. Yeah, things that you would need. That if you need to pack up and go in an instant, uh-huh. you have it. You grab your bag and you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's no surprise that I love those parts of the book too because I also really like the um, zombie survival guide. Yeah, yeah. of fun, course you do. Fun fucking yeah. book. I great great book. Criminally underrated. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to go? I so like you I have am. a go bag. Speaking of my go bag, if, if you uh, made a go bag, but can you make a Mario level? Uh, I can't. Question. Here's no. the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Um, I'm extremely impatient. And I want, yes. I want, know, you, do you? Are you sure? <laughs> yes. Are you aware? Yeah. How extremely impatient I am? Mm. 
and creativity takes time. And yeah. then I'm just like five minutes into making level, I'm like, this isn't perfectly what I envisioned. This is stupid. I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> That's how creativity works for me, which is why I could never craft like a D&D campaign yeah. or like build a Mario level or like any sort of level editing. I'm like, this is stupid. Like <laughs> immediately, I'm just so, like, this so didn't work did out you, the way. Why did you buy this game? So I bought this game because there's a whole other side to it of um, devious people who can do that and are also some sort of like masochists. And they're trying because to trick you. They want you to suffer. Yeah. And that's the side I bought this game because I. So you want to go head to head with these master crafters. You know so when you, really you pick happening. up an old game you used to play? Um, uh-huh. And you're like, damn, this is really hard. I forgot yeah. how hard this is. Yeah. Try playing some Mario Maker levels, and that that'll just you're just like, who who can even do this? Yeah. Who I, I who was, was this made a clip for? Of like, there's a jump, and the only way you get this jump is if you have a shell, and you kick it when you're next to the wall that you pop off of it. And I'm there just is like, so many levels what? that require pixel perfect platforming <laughs> pixel no. and you know that mario is not the most pixel perfect game because yeah, right. it's very slippery yeah. and because they use different mario games and different mario tile yeah, they sets they, they react attached. differently and have yep. different oh, physics no. but oh my god <laughs> no. is it so rewarding when you do like spend four hours on a level oh, and beat it only so, four hours so you four can't, hours. Be, so you four can't hours. be bothered to make a level but you spend four hours trying to beat someone else oh yeah exactly. because yeah. there's <laughs> yeah yeah thank you for that great how, irony how, how quick is the retry time <laughs> Really quick. Really quick. It depends on if you have... Some levels have checkpoints Checkpoint. and oh, some yeah. don't. No, 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 no. I don't mean so that. So they can I, decide how much of a dick to Yeah. But that's not precisely yeah. what I mean. Right. I mean... Uh, From dying to starting level again? Like, yes. Graphically. Very quick. Okay. Very quick. Like, like right back into it. Yeah, yeah like Super, super Meat Boy, Boy level. Boy. Like that's Not yeah, that quick, you. but very close. Yeah. Okay, okay. So you get right back into the game and you're like, okay... It's just the first. I think the longest part of it is watching Mario bounce up and then fall down <laughs> to die, right? Yeah. But that we're all very used just to. Just to make you feel like shit. But My. also, there's a, a <laughs> lot of creativity to certain levels because certain levels are just auto scrollers where you yeah, don't even yeah. have to do anything and right. Mario beats the level. But this. So I if remember you do that as a palate cleanser. You spend yeah. four hours yeah. doing a level. Sometimes now you want to do one. Rude Goldberg machine. Yeah. Sometimes you just need a palate cleanser. Where it types out in, in free things like you won, and you just kind of walk past the letters. So some of them, are, <laughs> some of them are just like some My first them, level. Some of them just tell you yeah. only run, don't jump. It's just positive affirmation. Right. There's so much yeah. going on in those levels, just like run, springs, don't jump. springs mm. bouncing around, and you're huh. just like, I need to jump, right? Because there's a spring in my way, and then it's like, no, the spring bounces you back, and then bounces back down, and then it. <laughs> and it's like there's so much going on. You're just like, who had time to think of getting all of these things right? They like to see the little machines death. work. It's it's yeah. so fa- and then just the creativity of all the levels and seeing like people do music levels where they'll yeah. make the music blocks play specific songs. Do you, do you have any favorite songs at the moment? Um, not really because I've just okay. been going through like the popular courses. How? But the Game Grumps were doing a series on it where they had one guy from their office once Mario Maker got announced Aaron who's one of the owners of Game Grumps was like alright Ross I'll pay you for like 30 days to just make Mario levels Mario Maker <laughs> levels for us to play on the show and they're like brutally hard levels <laughs> and I think they spent 7 15 to 20 minute episodes on one level <laughs> of just Aaron trying to beat the level Jeez. So much so to the point where Ross, the guy who made the level, had to come and be like, no, you have to do like this at this part just to... <laughs> oh, my God. Aww. But they said that the the most difficult part of it is if you make a difficult course, you have to complete have to the course it. yourself yeah. without checkpoints. 
without checkpoints. Check yeah, Ow. to show that it's that it doable. Can be done. You know, that's um, a dick move. I actually <laughs> no, because it, yeah. it so, shows. Actually, there's two story. There's actually one story I want to say about this because yeah, so you, can't you have set to set up a bunch of things that you have right. To go you have to prove that the level is doable, doable right? right yeah. And Without that's good. Dying, I kind of get that. But yeah. that goes, and then people will build shortcuts into their levels, right? Oh, that's so, so they this one guy, this one guy built, yeah, and that's exactly what happened. This one guy built a shortcut into his level to beat the level, and then a streamer found it. And right as the streamer was about to beat the level, the guy deleted it so it didn't count towards anything. Uh, wow. So yeah, it sets up a certain some toxicity. Social, some social yeah, shaming yeah, yeah, yeah. should happen you to know? creators who cheat in that way. So here's the thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm going to like get like on a very odd technical high horse for a moment here. Mm. But it is possible to train an AI to actually run through a level and prove if it is beatable or not. Right. Yeah, but we don't care whether a computer can beat it. Because a computer We're can beat whether it. Whether people can beat because it. Because a computer can be pixel perfect. Mm, yeah, right. but you, you don't need think the, people, you need the human error. You don't there. think some of those levels are pixel perfect? Like oh, they so are. That people, yeah, exactly. They so, are. Who, so what's the difference? Because you got to show that it can be beaten by a person. I think. I think you have to be I think, able I think to show. There is that. a certain principle to say you shouldn't be able to release into the world a level that is too That's hard impossible. for you personally. I don't yeah. actually. No, I don't actually agree with that. Like because mm. the same technology that might be able to figure it out this out might also be able to like slap on a difficulty onto it. I don't know for sure, but what do you uh, mean? Maybe it can tell how hard the level is. Oh well, so I was trying to get in here. I've heard that these social and sort of like design functions of this game are still at fault with things that you say, like there's not a lot of tags that you can use. There's just not a lot of information to sort of mm. gauge the difficulty of these levels. Yeah. The only, I feel like the only your, way you can your gauge. response to this is because of the lack of these functions of like, I know there's like 30 tags yeah. and they're saying like, I've just been listening to a lot of stuff saying like, how do you know that this level is this? Because this tag doesn't really So the only way to it. gauge the difficulty of a level mm. is based on the, the uh, completion rate, the completion no. rate. Oh. So yeah, when, when you, you have a point zero one completion rate, run away. Yeah. So what you you'll have is like, mm-hmm. oh, this level was played a hundred thousand times, but was only beaten a hundred times. That's your only gauge on how difficult yeah. the level actually is. The completion percentage yeah. of that level. Gotcha. So I mean, uh, it's really good, and it's it's in that vein of creativity that people need to create. Yeah. Like, it, like it's essentially Nintendo saying, make our content for us. Well, yeah, I also you know? I like the <laughs> idea of kind of letting the everyday player see what it's like to be a creator. Yeah, yeah. for sure. They're gonna that's, be young that's why kids I can never be a level creator for real be, because I get frustrated. Yeah, they're gonna be young kids who decide they want to do video games because this they is get a, a good, chance to play. This is yeah. a good um, right. level designers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is a good you know avenue totally for them to do it because the creativity there is this is a lot of very creative Power people. Nintendo's levels. Yeah. They're pretty basic and straightforward. I didn't really play too many of theirs. I played the first couple of campaign levels, but it's just pretty basic Mario stuff. Mm. There's nothing you crazy. You wouldn't get that anywhere. You wouldn't buy the game for that. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so at what point yeah. does the community rise up and go, Nintendo, you're not you're not providing good content anymore. But they are. Well, they, we own this game. Because well, <laughs> they made Mario. Be, I mean, take, they're providing the, good content. Take the top anymore. 10 designers <laughs> and just hire them and come out with another game. Because now it's, now it's not happen. about somebody that making some Mario port level designer, some off-brand Mario designer yeah. level designer thing. Yeah. Uh, it's Nintendo going, look, here's our palette sets. Here's our physics. You make it work. Yeah. And that's that's sort of like the next avenue for them, and I think it's really great. And I think yeah. it's something that Little Big Planet did really well. Mm. But here's now the mass people know Mario, people understand, yeah. Mario, and they like it. 
yeah. and they want to do their own things with it. And I think it's yeah. it, it's working and really well for them. It, like Zelda Two is going to have a dungeon, and that's the thing. Right? The other thing, right? right? Like the dungeon maker true. for mm-hmm. for Link's that's Awakening, I think, is going to be the next jumping off point for that. Because imagine building your whole your own huge Legend of Zelda yeah. campaign. That's mm-hmm. almost as close to D&D on a console yeah. you'll get. You yeah, know, one of the I things agree. I respect about Nintendo is that they have a bit of an Apple-like approach with some of the trends that you see happen. Yeah. And so this is like a case where, like, Nintendo is like, you, you know, they did it with Breath of the Wild with open-world gaming, right? Where they're like, okay, people love open-world gaming. Let's do it, and it'll be awesome because we're us. <laughs> uh, and they had a really good spin on it, right? And then here we are with, like, user-generated content, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, that's been around for a long time, but Nintendo's like, we're going to do it our way, and they put something out that feels pretty damn good, I and guess. And it's really polished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's always, and that's the great thing about Nintendo. They're not going to jump on a trend without the confidence that they're going to make a really polished version of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And part of that is seeing everyone else trip and fall. Yeah. 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 And maker yeah. games are in particular have a tendency to not be polished. Yes. What kind of games? Just maker. Any, any maker games where you make your own levels. Yeah. I mean, and there have been a lot of D&D RPG style games that have opened themselves up to people making content, but quite Never often the tools are just so bad that mm. people try and get sick of it really fast. You know what it is? It's, it makes me yeah. think of like um, games that came after Minecraft that wanted to be like the 3D, the more 3D-ish um, less boundary-based games of Minecraft. Because, like, with Minecraft, you put a block, and that's your boundary of the space, right? Right. There were games that came out like, oh, no, you can pull out a whole, like, circle of stuff. I'm sure, sure. And I think yeah. that becomes overwhelming for people because then it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I can grab out a scoop of this, but what if I just want to set, like, a specific boundary to it? Like, it falls flat on its face there, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, I could take out a chunk of this table, but I can't be very precise with it. Whereas games like Mario Maker and Minecraft allow you the precision. Sure. It doesn't look as great on at the end, but... It like allows you the precision for Minecraft sure, sure. specifically, you know. But I, th- I would say that initially that was true about a lot of those mechanics and some of those more three D type games. But specifically, um, uh, No Man's Sky and Astroneer seem to have pretty much mm-hmm. nailed it. Like you just put like uh, the same way in like Photoshop and those types of programs where if you hold down a, pr- a certain control key, mm-hmm. it'll like force you to be aligned when you do certain strokes and things like that. Right. They have tools like that too, right. where it's like only cut. But that's that gets into a much more complicated yeah. space, whereas Mario Maker is just like this is what you have, this for is sure, what you make, for sure. and yeah. this is it, it. That makes it feel more polished, mm. you know, less mm. less complexity. It's certain, and yeah, more yeah, accessibility, yeah, exactly. exactly. Right. Less complexity definitely. Adding, makes it more. adding constraints can force you to be more creative. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. so and certainly, and you can work around those limitations. Sometimes. Right, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I definitely oh. recommend it. Um, even as a party game, just to like grab your friends and be like, "Hey, let's all build a level. Let's try to make this, and let's see who can make the." Is it co-op building? Yes, I think oh, yeah. so. There is a co- there's a there. yeah there's a co-op. Um, but I'm guess just two people. I don't know anybody that has it, so I haven't been able to try it. No couch, couch. Like you can give. You yeah, can yeah. There's local. The, well, there's a button for local co-op and multiplayer. Gotcha. So I I don't know what that expands into. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. So, meanwhile, yeah. how's it been going with Durstiny? Durstiny. Uh, so, here's the thing. The loneliest I don't, guardian. Uh, I'm having such a hard time getting back into it. 
For multiple reasons. The the main reason is that like once you fall behind in Destiny, it's like you come back and there's an overwhelming amount of stuff to do. That's why I'm so happy to and you're push not, the You're not sure where to start. I'm so happy they didn't yeah. bump the gear level in Division yeah. Two to five twenty because it's just Because yeah. they hit they hit you with this that. they hit you with the breadcrumbs, right? The breadcrumb quest that you log in and it's like, oh, this is happening over here and ooh, this is happening over here. And I'm like, I don't know which one's which. Which one's from last season, which one's from this season, which one's which one's gonna get me the stuff that I want now to right. get up there? Well, there is and there isn't. So, at, I believe, at least with the weapons, there was always the insignia in the top left corner that had right. the insignia for whatever season it is. But when you do that, and as soon as I log in, it's back to back to back screens yeah. that don't give me any insight into that. I'm just overwhelmed already, right? Yeah. I'm already overwhelmed. So and many then I'm games gonna go have into, this problem. I'm going to yeah. go into the pursuits page, which is so far off. Mm. If you're on a planet, Getting the pursuits page is so far off from actually just like pressing a button mm-hmm. because you yeah. have to hold down either hold down to get to the director or you can do the start and the side of the, the touchpad to get to mm-hmm. the director and then you still have to tab over a menu so you have to wait for that menu to load and then it's yeah. like it's yeah, it's too far off. To be some, I think it's a constant problem in a lot of games. And and when the thing I, about Destiny is like they give you so much stuff right out the gate, and you're just like, oh my god, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know where to go, right. what to do, yeah. and everything is still relevant because it's all the content stays relevant. Yeah. for yeah. that year, it's a little. Yeah. So there's two things I, I'm kind of hearing. One is it's tricky to know what's the most efficient thing to do. My experience is like. If I'm if I'm obsessing, maybe that's not the right word. If I'm if I'm more worried about like what's the most efficient thing to do, I actually like to just keep myself in check and just be like I'm trying to have fun, like enough of that right. shit, which I've yeah. done a little bit with Division Two. But the other thing is like this is just a huge design problem in so many games. When I jump, when I tried to jump back into the mobile Fire Emblems game, Fire Emblem Heroes, mm-hmm. uh, and I literally hadn't played it since roughly after its launch. I was hit with so many fucking messages about events mm-hmm. and other shit that was going on. And all I wanted to do was go to the next campaign mission and play it because I had barely the played day. the game and just do the next thing. And literally, there was so many things to check off. I uninstalled the it's, game. It's like right then and there. Yeah, it's like all those games that have that up. have events yeah. as a continued service. It's like mm-hmm. you log in. It's like your mailbox is full of stuff. It's so stupid. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my god. Yeah, there's gonna be some much. time out on this. There's stuff, and, and, yeah. and, and, to, and to take or a slightly better onboarding in so a the, sense of like. The, you know the you know the fan base that don't you have just like that. You know, yeah. take my quests and, and make out. the text in a different color if it's within so the, the last month and then month the other half yeah. of, of not wanting to commit to it is that I pre-ordered the Stadia yeah. and it's coming with Destiny 2 mm-hmm. and the expansions and Shadowkeep so what's the point of me getting into it now if I'm just going to come back to it later on a 4K 60 FPS system and, and move to that. My favorite yeah. game actually mm. tackled this in a way that I love. D2, Division you mean? Two. What about Yeah, it? with the suggested... I keep saying D2 like if that's a fucking... Des- Division like if that two. actually yeah, explains it. Means it. Anything. Like they're, Division we're literally two, talking about Destiny where 2. <laughs> I, was, I was actually quite uh, happy with the mm. um, suggested quest. Yeah. So I do think like... You know, and this is also a carryover from Need for Speed Rivals. Mm. Remember how they would, you would finish a chapter, and then you would select your next, like, sort of, um, what is it? Next set of activities. Mm-hmm. So if you liked to race, here's your racing challenges. If you'd like to pursue the cops, here's your pursuit. If you liked to do tricks, mm-hmm. here's a trick thing. And you pick one. So I feel like you're right. It's like, because th- this exact exchange is coming back to me. Steve's like, so what do I need to do? Well, do you want to get this gun? Oh, oh I don't know. Exchange. I got and mad. It was literally me trying to scroll through. Trying to through. navigate. 
what is All available in Destiny, yeah. but what does Steve like to do? Right. I know he doesn't like Gambit, and Gambit was hot, so it's like I'm mm. not gonna recommend to you that recommend that to you, even though there's a lot to do there. Yeah. So I feel mm. like we and need I, a system I literally like said to him, gun, like guns, I was activities, there, I was there on my, something. I was there we need to Destiny. be able to control the noise from these systems. Well, here, yeah. here's the thing. Mm. I, I remember the exchange you're talking about. He's just like, well, we could do this, and we can get you this, and, or we can work on getting you this. I'm like, yeah. I just want to do something, something relevant. Yeah. Tell me the yeah. relevant thing to do. do. Thing. And, and <laughs> Destiny's reached fun, a point thing. where you need to know what's relevant for you. Right. <laughs> Okay. And I think that and, happened. But 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 there's also but so, what's also mm-hmm. severely lacking is actual mm-hmm. like like tools in in the actual UI and stuff to yeah, let us control yeah, yeah, the shit because he, yeah. they really need to take a page out of like communication services like Facebook or Slack where they actually have pretty good finely tuned controls for like letting you silence things that yeah. are out of the way. And the reason that they or really need to start doing this... Or prioritize things over other things. Or prioritize yeah. things. And the reason yeah. they need to start doing this is like, mm-hmm. no bullshit, these games, when they're when they're poorly constructed in certain ways, they actually probably are contributing to people's OCD, either triggering or straight up contributing to developing these things because it's, it's not a little thing. Like, I mm. definitely have some undiagnosed OCD, I'm pretty sure. When I see a little badge on some menu of the item and I can't figure out how to make it go away, it drives me fucking nuts. I'm not kidding. (laughs) And here's the thing. There is currently a bug in Division 2 where the inventory... Perpetually, I've, I've been perpetually has now. perpetually has the badge, <laughs> and, and you literally I, can clear out. I swear out to God, one third of his time playing Division Two is inventory management. <laughs> you know, no joke, like one third of his time. Do you know how long I spent on the Triumphs page clearing good, out know. all those little uh, icons? Oh my God! Because this, they added, this is what I'm saying. They added a Triumphs page in Destiny, which is like essentially like the Grimoire back in the game. But it's mm-hmm. like every time you get something new, you have to go to it to remove that badge. Yeah, but you, you also know, get points. Yes, you do. Yeah, but you, you know how long. I spent just on that, just trying to get everything yeah. to go away it's and not, trying to find just it. Give me a fucking mark everything as red. Destiny, button. Destiny yes. has a For really big menu problem. Yes. So the problem All is of, a lot of these games do. No, yeah. But the problem with Destiny yeah. is when you open the menu. First, when you open the menu, it goes straight to your inventory, and your inventory has to load. <laughs> or if you tab over to the next screen, it has to load because yeah. I feel like they're pulling that information from a cloud somewhere because of how long it's just yeah. like. The little yeah, spinning and, circles yeah. on everything, and also I think they well, were. Com- wait for I it. think they were committed no to a design right that mm. is just sure. not making any sense anymore. So, for example, Steve, right. there's Gambit and there's um, Crucible, the Chalice stuff now with the, oh, right, the Chalice, opulence, yes. where there's now there's more materials, there's more consumables, but instead of putting it in your consumable thing, now you go to the page with the quests. And then you go into that page. It's all the same format. It's still the same square things, but they've just removed those inventories and put them separate into into something. And I think this is where which is better. But you can see how are we going to continue doing this every time? This is where I think their separation from Activision has to to really come into play. And I think that's where it's that's where the the divergent stuff is coming from because you can see them pulling away from it and wanting to make yeah. it more their own but they still have mm. the other stuff there that it's yeah. like it's too much work D3 to take it out will, I think if they're smart they will make some smart decisions because I think you could see right. one of the things that's um, announced that's coming at the end of the season the, the Shadow Keep is that they have something called Finishers which finishers mm. are also going to have mods. And remember what they did to mods. Yeah. They monetize them. So mm. I really feel that now, mm. and it was, they, and they, they even said, I just listened to a doc, they were saying like, 
Well, these are like combat emotes. When you do them, they're not really better. They like make you, you're, you're, um, what is it, vulnerable to stuff. And I could mm-hmm. just see them if they were still with Activision, just like Activision wanted to make it, justifying it like, yeah. oh, this really doesn't affect combat. It's just a flare. If you punch them, it'll do the same thing. It's just a flare. But I feel like mm-hmm. they got out of that, so now they could reveal like the system. Because so, they said when it had mods, I was like, yeah, but you're not going to monetize this. One, one of my questions to, to you is: uh, Is this game's is is, is Destiny cross platform? It cross is cross platform, but not cross play. Well, because here's the thing. If I start on Stadia, one... It's cross-save, so yes. It'll take my cross-save. You just can't, but you will not be able to... Yeah, but you won't... Okay, it'll cross-save, but you'll only be able to play with other Stadia users. Okay. Uh But it'll... So it's not going to cross-matchmake. No. So we can all agree we'll go back to Destiny 2 when the Stadia comes out. Yeah, I'm actually curious to give it a shot. You will play with... People on I so might much. Be playing I mean, I guess I could time. use my save okay. and play on okay. Stadia. Yeah, it's a good shooter. Yeah. Um, so I just no, I just wanted all to make sure we agree we're playing on Stadia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is why, yeah, which is why I'm not putting so much effort into the PS4 version right now. I'm just sort of jumping in and being like, what can I do in like a half an hour? Well, what 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 is going to happen, Steve? As well as what I think has been great is that because you were an owner, what they're going to do is fast track you to. They'll say, hey, do you want to enjoy Shadowkeep now? Do this little check mark off of your um, your character, and we'll fill in all the content from there, and you can get started on that. Yeah, because my concern mm-hmm. is going in there, because that's the Guardian I've had yeah. since Destiny 1. So yeah. you sort of grow attached to that character yeah. and what they've done. Yeah. So I always want to make sure that that carries over yeah, to, and to I where think I want to start from, it, which is where I want to start from is Shadowkeep, yeah, because that's going to be the most relevant to content. I a point where when I see my character right before I jump into the world of Division 2, it just makes me happy. Yeah, and that's, that's so weird. I've never, I've never had that, I've had that kind of attachment. I've to had, I've had that character. same purple-headed robot since Destiny One. Yeah. So I just would like him to make sure that yeah. he comes back so, around. So I want to say two things. I want to say two things. One is like a Destiny Three sort of uh, speculation. Mm. So I feel like in Destiny One, we did like sort of like humans and like Destiny in the introduction. I feel mm. like Destiny Two has definitely gone into se- the second race, which was the Awoken. Do you think Destiny 3 is going to, like, really explore the EXO since you're a robot character guy? Wouldn't that be, like, great? Because, I like, think about Destiny well, 2. We did a lot of Awoken stuff. They did a lot of... But you have to remember the main campaign of Destiny 2 was the uh, Cabal with Dominus Gaul. Yeah, I mean, but those are the enemies. I'm talking about the Guardians themselves. Right, I'm just... Yeah. Uh, the Guardians... I don't know. Mm. I don't yeah. Know. But that would be cool. And it would also, be cool. secondly, I didn't want you to us to miss that uh, us like a uh, sort of bring back Cade Six. He's the only interesting <laughs> character. Um, <laughs> sort of um, talking about what Destiny Two continues to do. So this week, Steve, I don't know if you got into it because it didn't really properly usher. Actually, it did, but you probably missed. It, it gave me a breadcrumb so screen and yeah. I passed it. So they have this thing called a tribute hall um, to bring back oh, this I did fan that. favorite gun, uh, Bad yeah. Juju, which is like one of the Love. most visually impressive like it was a good gun and also visually impressive where mm-hmm. there was a skull it's a pulse rifle there's a skull on the front of it front of it and it like it's like a spews out green smoke and the Ooh. the skull actually i think the eyes change colors right depending on something or yeah, i think like it curses are active it's a very yeah. visually impressive it, looking it gun it felt like an mm-hmm. interesting gun because one of the perks of the gun was if you killed an enemy with a precision hit 
it would reload the magazine completely. Yeah. Mm. So it felt like a gun that was like, there's something going on here that's yeah. not normal about, about this gun. gun. Yeah. And then it also meshed really well with another exotic they brought out, which was the Obsidian Aspect, yeah, the yeah, Warlock yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where because this ki- while this gun reloaded when you got a precision skill, it also boosted your super, your super energy. And then it would work in conjunction with a helmet that you got, yeah. where if you got kills with your super, it would refill your super energy. So they worked together really well to just... Give you a, a lot of super. Yeah. yeah. But um so but this is another mm. thing. They created this separate location where you go and you like tribute, you like pay tribute to like this um to Callus, which is like the one of the baddies from this season. But it's sort of like the same menu and like these same little icons square, like you know, one by one icons that you're fitting things into other things and collecting. Mm-hmm. But they're getting a little bit interesting with design. So you like fill up these tributes and you like spawn these like illusions of enemies to like fill up this guy's hall because you know the point of the the, um the season of opulence is like um opulence opulence and 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 like gross just misuse of funds the emperor likes his opulence it's very grander it's very emperor Emperor callus he's He's, the emperor of the cabal empire one of the enemy factions but he's Uh so intrigued by how like how many how riches you, and yeah. how much you've done and he's yeah. like oh you were like you deserve opulence so he makes yeah. this tribute hall and you're supposed to go in there and pay money to, to like create to create tributes statues, to the, yeah. all the things that you've, you've done killed and, and killed and he's just <laughs> oh like you boy. deserve this hall and it's just like yeah. oh man it's literally a statue with him holding a cup yeah. like this you can't see it guys and you go to him and the statue just like this is my tribute hall I I built this hall for you to show off all the wonderful things you've done, and it's just a hall filled with gold platforms. Oh my god, it's great! But it, but again, like every week, they're they're really pushing this new Mm. sort of idea of like, come come look at Destiny every week. There's gonna be something new. Yeah, that does sound really really cool. Will be a little bit different, but it will be something. They have that thing in the Dreaming City where like every three weeks the curse is in full effect. Yeah, but that kind of the story ramifications and stuff of that kind of already it's it's resolved but who knows if they're going to revive that for this season all i know is i need the curse active to get into the queen's thing to do something over there oh okay we'll figure that's all i know because i came into a breadcrumb that told me i had to do that (laughs) and the only reason i know i have to do and then i I can just feel your frustration and confusion right now. that's the other thing that made me mad is like they're like oh you're gonna wait two weeks i gotta wait two weeks to do the thing i gotta do yeah you gotta wait two weeks jesus christ it's next week but you're fine (laughs) Hey, next week. you used to check in with your old girlfriend every day, all right? Yeah, yeah but she's now she's asking for once a week now. Yeah, like I don't know. She, I think she scaled back her. But meanwhile, he's trying to say, problem. "Look, we're on a break." And she keeps calling him. Now I see. <laughs> now I see her for her like full on bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what is this fucking? Video I only chat need you once ex? a week, Steve. Don't you know? I'm like, Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell me to come back next week. I'm here now. <laughs> wow, you guys got a dysfunctional relationship. Is for this sure, relationship, Steve? Apparently. I don't want to yeah. be in a relationship. With relationship, Steve. <laughs> you got to come back next week, or else we can't. No, we're I'm here gonna, now. Let's do the thing now. Out of now. context, we're gonna take this clip and just upload it to his dating profile. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, can't wait to see the hit. Just but, a link to it. Just be like, of this guy. I want to take zero stars stuff, out of five. I want to voice in like lines that have nothing to do with what we were talking about. Oh, you just splice like, it together. What do you like mean you want sex right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm here right now. I'm not going to come back. I'm not going to be weeks. here next week. <laughs> 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 Oh, wow. Oh, boy. Well, let's repress that upload button. Mm-mm. It's done. There's it no coming back. No coming back. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, cool. Uh, we are up to. Do you want to save Mikey's mobile minute for last? I do. And I go do. through I do. the okay, Lethal okay. League Blaze 
and then the you can actually piggyback. Or maybe you can jump on Altar. Yeah, let me just jump in real quick. So, for me, it was a a light video game week. My work stuff was nuts. Yeah. And uh, so I played Altar's Odyssey and Altar's Adventure, and that's so great. I can tell this is one of the ones that's going to stay on my phone. It is play the game, feel done with it, and delete it like I do with, frankly, most of them, if I'm honest about it. Uh, Because it's going to go right up there with I Love You uh, as Mm. the kind of game that that chills me out and helps soothe me when I'm feeling a little overwhelmed with the world. Good part of a gaming diet. I think so. I think it's I think it's important to have something like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, totally so agree. Alto's Odyssey takes place in the desert on a snowboard, and Alto's Adventure takes place on skis in a mountain. Yeah. But other than that, they're fairly Adventure similar came to first, each other. And then Odyssey, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, you could download one or the other, just see what it's like, and and then if you really like it, buy the other one too. Well, I ended up buying them both because mm-hmm. I like them. They're very pretty. They have great music, but like and they're premium price, right? Like, yeah, uh, they're like three bucks, five three bucks. bucks each. Yeah. Oh, you that's know. premium price. Well, all right, fine. As Maybe opposed that's to free mobile to play. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not, it's yes. not a free to play. It's not a free to play game, at. which is fine. And there are like little in-game purchases, but you can't spend real-world money on them. You just mm-hmm. have to collect little coins in the game just until you can afford to buy it has an economy, a crash helmet or a scarf that can turn into a, a scarf that can turn into a kite when it's long enough so that you can actually fly for a little while <laughs> uh, yeah so they're like little cute objects that you can get that are just fun and add to the gameplay um, and I really like it uh, especially as a girl who's had the experience most little girls have uh, as opposed to what most little boys have. When, when girls fall down and start crying, the parent runs over and they go, oh my God, are you okay? Like they're a little mm-hmm. piece of fragile porcelain. <laughs> and the message the girl gets is, I should be careful and not do dangerous things. Mm. Right? And the little boy is like, ah, you're fine. Rub dirt on it. Get back up. Stop crying. Yeah, get back on the bike, <laughs> the kid. The only valid emotion is anger. Right, well, <laughs> and that's unhealthy too, past a certain point. Oh, yeah. But uh, for, sure. for, for many women, you're taught perfectionism and that to, to f- if, the, if there's a possibility you'll fail, you shouldn't try at all, mm. right? So this game teaches you just the opposite because when you do inevitably crash, you hit a rock or you fail to jump over the chasm or whatever it is, it gives you these like sweet little messages like, you'll make it next time <laughs> or don't worry, crashes happen. <laughs> and it immediately plops you right back down on this procedurally generated map as if nothing happened. Mm. Right? So it encourages you to try and do a backflip, and maybe you'll land on your head, but that's okay. At least you tried it. It was fun. Mm. Yeah. You know? So I think it's almost a good antidote for this kind of learned helplessness that, that women have, uh, while also being, being soothing and fun. And you do get this uh, roller coaster like feeling of, mm-hmm. of going up and down and feeling like. Yeah. You're going fast. And you're You've got a couple fun. of powers. You have a. You can earn a uh, flight suit, mm-hmm. where when you get like enough, there's like a bar at the bottom that fills up like a, a special meter, and then you can fly. You could do loop de loops in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, different ca- hot, there's different characters. Yeah. There's different characters. There's, there's like a characters. Alto, Alto, the main character. Mm-hmm. He's is standard. Then there's like a bigger guy who's like really fast and could bust, who has a, a boost mechanic where, well, everyone has a boost mechanic and you can like go through certain obstacles, but his lasts longer, but he can't turn. There's like a, the girl Maya, she can really, she's very nimble, mm-hmm. but she can't build speed. So when you get farther, um, 
Yeah. When you get farther, um, you and you jump off of these uh, ramps, mm-hmm. she'll just sort of lose speed and just go. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, and just to be clear, the the character diversity is in both of the games. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get a couple of special characters. Two sort of characters you don't think you're going to get but you can see them from the silhouette but I won't spoil it yeah yeah, yeah. I kind of don't want you to spoil it yeah because yeah, yeah. I'm because I'm having fun with it <laughs> oh also you forgot one mechanic Stacey how What's you that? level up you have mm-hmm. to complete um like these challenges so mm. like every, per run challenges yeah like, some yeah. are per run some are across oh, run so it's like mm-hmm. do 50 bat flips or um, cross over three chasms in one mm. run or escape elders. They're like these old yeah. guys that like chase you on reindeer, on deer. Yeah. And you have to con- you have to keep your momentum because mm. if yeah, you slow down. Yeah, they see you, they get all ex- upset and they yeah. start following Ang- you. Angry around. Santa? What's going on? Kind of. Yeah, I'm angry sure. elders. They're like elders on, 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 I guess, moose in the winter one and, mm-hmm. and then camels in the one in the desert. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like Bedouins. With yeah. The, yeah, it's yeah, a really it's great cool. game because like you, yeah. and then like I remember I spent like maybe th- a month on one challenge like getting a proximity oh, like a, like so you have to skim the ground with your air suit uh-huh. and like do that for a hundred oh, meters okay. straight. And in a way, it's, it's fairly easy cool. but you kind of have to de- you get the good run and then get the, like, the layout. Right, you kind of have to get the lucky run. Yeah. But it's also teaching you game mechanics yeah, in a way yeah, that's useful. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. okay. like you should totally. I don't know if it's on Android, but you definitely lo- love it. Like, and it's a game that doesn't need internet connection. Uh, oh, that yeah. is excellent. That is that's, if, if that's a reason al- alone, zombie. Ooh, yeah. this is interesting. They're doing the whole. I've heard of this a lot. They're doing the whole classic difference between Android and iOS, where it's free on Android. Uh, so I'm probably gonna hit some kind of like unlock an app purchase or a little bit of playtime, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, but I just I mean, it's, it's, it. I mean, me yeah. and. St- Double sign off. Yeah, 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 totally worth it for three bucks or whatever. When, um, when, so here, like, I, I, I encounter engage this game more than what I'm about to say, but perfect example of like, got a great new iOS game, like, oh my god, <laughs> then the train goes underground. Are you fucking kidding me? Uh, what am I gonna play? Oh, Alto's Odyssey. Then what do I end up playing for the rest of my trip? All yeah, Alto's Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah, totally yeah. happens. It's really cool to hear you describe it as a game that is like has this like skill based thing, but then when you fail, it doesn't feel like. Like it actually is is actively in its design, being encouraging and kind of mm-hmm. forgiving and kind of cool about it, yeah. because like, I think that's I don't I, I don't know that I've heard a, a, a game that hits that spot, so I'm gonna try mm-hmm. it out and see how that that feels any different because yeah. when you know I I love games like Super Meat Boy and uh, Celeste and those sorts of things. Oh, this uh, is way more chill. Yeah, those games are not chill. Still, still challenging, but like not that vibe yeah, at yeah. all. And like <laughs> I've I've yeah. played enough yeah. of the, like you know going back to Mega Man and all that stuff where like I've developed like a habit that some people find strange where it's like when I am seemingly angry and yelling at a game because I am uh, you know dying for an hour or whatever <laughs> like people are like people might be like dude chill like don't play and I'm like no 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 you don't get it this is relaxing so like maybe this will <laughs> actually be relaxing yeah. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what you think yeah, yeah. yeah. cool yeah. nice cool so I guess that leaves me I've got one game and then I have my mobile minute <laughs> with an S yes. but um, I <laughs> finally well it came out for PlayStation Lethal League Blaze which I don't really know how they're um, marketing this as a sequel or as like a 1.5 or something. Mm. But um, I've got into it just a little bit. I haven't explored it so much. But um, what is Lethal, Lethal League, League is the fighting game where you are basically hitting a little ball back and forth. 
and as you hit the ball, it changes polarity. So if there's two mm. players and you're, you know, player one and player two, the polarity is red. When you hit it, it'll go faster. And as you hit it more and more and more, you can either hit the ball or bunt it. Um, the speed will increase. Oh, I and if this. it hits, yeah, you played it. And if it hits the other character, which is assumed blue, then they'll get hit and you knock out. There's like se- there's seven lives or seven rounds. Oh. And um, hmm. you just go back and forth. Each character has a super, and that super fills just by you hitting the ball. So you can be greedy and stingy and try and intercept the ball every time you hit the wall. The level is just a, s- a standard fighting game square. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't scroll, and uh, that's basically it. But it's really great that the art style is fantastic. It's like this cell shaded mm. um, sort of look. The, Very Jet Set Radio. Yeah, the, I was about to say. So the thing about Lethal League Blaze is the composer from Jet Set Radio, um, Hideki, I forgot his name, Narukama, no, Narukama, he made a, I thought that he was making the entire soundtrack. He didn't. I think he made one song. Maybe two, but I'm pretty sure there's just one song. And it sounds just like Jet Set Radio. And like hmm. the same way that I tell you guys that I've mentioned on here that like Splatoon <laughs> sort of seems like the spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. And, and as mm. far as its tone and attitude, uh-huh. yeah. I also do feel like this is another like sort of getting that tone of like, wow. You you thought Rocket League competitive was amazing, like interesting to watch. This game competitive is like insane to watch. No, I'm sure that like <laughs> the just the back and forth is just like uh, uh, yeah. uh, 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 and yeah. people trying to set things up. I can see how that Candy could be super Man. interesting. Yeah, this game competitively. Yeah, it's definitely got a different yeah, style. You can play up to four Pretty players. Easy to follow too. Yeah, there's I up think. to four players. There's different um, sort of game types. So there's like a targeting game type. I think there's a like how many. Uh, volleys can you make like volley versus volley I think there's a number of different game modes I'm not exactly sure and that's a good Switch game too yeah I mean it's on everything I I only bought it on Playstation 4 because we our group of friends like just literally just laugh for hours on hours on end when when someone so the the effects are amazing because once the ball hits a certain screen your screen starts to get the graphics like the palette the color Mm -hmm. palette gets inverted and like like, like negative chrome Mm -hmm. so like you hit a ball and then it goes flashes and it goes and it's like black white black white black white white and it goes super super fast and then the other person goes boom and then it slows down for like five seconds so then you just get into this rhythm of like okay I know that this is gonna stop after five seconds so you count like one two and then the ball goes crazy and then you just have to hit it it's and you just moment. have all this time and like just to grab so with this they change a little bit it definitely looks a little bit better um, when you knock someone out it turns 3D because it's a 2.5D mm. game but it, it sort of yeah. zooms in and like if you hit someone you'll just oh, see right. it like okay. you know like yeah. before it was just they get knocked out and also something very salty is that once you knock someone out they turn into like a scribbled black and white player on the screen and you can actually hit them out. So they ah. go, oh, and then they turn tumble and then you can go and hit them with the bat and then they <laughs> kind of just tumble around. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a great game. It's a way to disrespect. Yeah, the, the, just a, one comical, more thing yeah. about this. Like I know that they invested a little bit more in their story and their characters. For the most part, I believe that... Um, the characters sort of had something that you can hit, something that you usually hit a ball with or can be thought of. 
So there was a guy with a cane, there was a guy with a ping pong paddle, there was a guy with a tennis racket, a bat, like a big hammer. Now it seems like they've gone a little bit wonky. I just saw a character who has like a big arm and she just, I guess she hits it with her arm. and Handball's a thing. Yeah, and before there was an alligator, he used his tail, but there seems to be more diversity in what they're hitting the ball with this time around. So when I get into the characters, definitely I'll come back and I'll definitely come back and talk about it when... We get the whole group together to have like massive amounts of fun. Nice, but it but it's pretty good. I've you know been enjoying what? It. You know what? Playing Lethal League, uh, whenever it was that I that I played a little bit of it, reminded me of actually. Yeah. Um, parry battles in Soul Calibur, <laughs> when ah. you just when like two characters ding, in Soul Calibur, yeah, ding. you just keep parrying each other over and over again, and yeah. it's just like ridiculous. That's yeah. the that's the feeling that it kind of evokes. It's just yeah. like except that as like the crux of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if one of you guys on get mechanic. it on Switch, I, you, I can't wait to hear Stacy just laugh continuously <laughs> on the couch of like, <laughs> just like, just bouncing back and forth, and you're like, oh my god, who's gonna miss it? Who's gonna miss it? Who's gonna miss <laughs> it? And when it's four players, it gets really really hectic. But like, it's yeah. it's a great game. But yeah, since we're all done. Only you're excited about this. You are ruining people's ears. Chill out, man. Oh, yeah, I am. I'm sorry about that, guys. (laughs) It's time for Mikey's Mobile Minute. So I got into a lot of mobile games this week. Yeah. Oh, yes. Okay, guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's time for Mikey's Mobile Minute. Oh, boy. I've never wanted to leave more. I'm uncomfortable. Right, our ASMR portion is over. So <laughs> I'm going to start with Boom Pilot, which is sort of like your typical cartoony um, watch my ads to get a token to play game. But I oh. really, really like it. So it's basically like a plane and you drag it around. It's a um, shoot em up. almost like a shoot 'em up twin six shooter, but you use shmup. your shmup. You use your finger as a plane. <laughs> Standard power-ups fight bosses after a couple of rounds but it's just fun it's just like a cool game of like you don't need internet connection to play Mm -hmm. and just swipe around with the plane so that's cool a cool one to put on your list then we have lego tower which i think i can make this assumption is sort of just remember that game tiny tower tiny tower just with Mm -hmm. With lego so i like tiny tower though yeah and i think where you're like managing yeah 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 yeah. so i will describe it and you guys can tell me because i played very little of tiny tower so basically, Lego Tower is like you have a big tower and there are floors and like the first couple of floors is like a diner and then a flower shop and then you have apartments and then Lego people will come and say, I want to get into apartment building. And as you fill up the apartment, they also become employees on different floors. Yeah, same so thing. It's about, yeah. So it's about, you know, creating the, the, the good ratio of floors of like, okay, I need an apartment floor mm-hmm. after so many floors so people can actually live and work here. And yeah, there's little things and you, totally, yeah. yeah, and then you, yeah, I thought so. I had, I hadn't played so much of Tiny Tower. That, like, yeah, so I didn't want to the elevator on like, one side. And this everything, is just a yeah. Lego skin version of Tiny Tower. I kind of wanted to make sure. So yeah, nope, valid. But cool. you know, also, but still fun and like, it, like I still Tiny like Tower. That doesn't yeah. count for nothing. Yeah, you know, Tiny Tower <laughs> that was, was big. That was the same people I think that did about the Lego brand. Right, you're basically willing to buy the same game again because Star Wars over. They're doing Lego Star Wars over again. I think that the people are going to buy. I might buy. People that's, totally buy it. Yeah. that's the same company yeah. that did like pocket planes and pocket trains the people who did tiny tower uh, and I, and those were like a really good selection of games where it was just management of different things mm-hmm. so like managing your own airline and managing mm-hmm. your own train lines and mm-hmm. managing your own tower and they did it really well so mm-hmm. cool um next good on games. the list is 
Dr. Mario, Mario World. So Dr. Mario World is an interesting thing. I like it. I like it so far. I think they're playing around with it. Like they, I think Nintendo really experiments with each of their mobile games because there is a heart meter at the top. And I know I'm, I skipped past everything just to say this, but it's unlimited now. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to wait to play a game if I die. It just says hearts are unlimited and that's it. So I don't know if this is like an introductory or, thing or it's going to change. Like um, yeah. the, the, the stock mechanic that they have in these mobile it's games, energy. timers, yeah. energy mm-hmm. mechanics, yep. excuse me. Mm-hmm. So that's infinite at the moment. So I don't know if this is something that they're going to change or they realize, hey, mm. we can monetize in different places. People are tired of this timer bullshit or this energy bullshit. Um, so the mechanic of Mario, Dr. Mario has changed a bit. Um, it's no longer sort of like a drop-down match three game. Mm. It's sort of like you're put in this... Um, like maybe like eight by eight, no, more than that, but like a grid where you has it's like a goo. Then you have the Mario viruses and you drop, you set pills. I don't even know if I want to say drop, but you drop them and they float up. Mm. So say if you mm. have three, two red viruses and then there's two spaces and then two blue viruses. Mm-hmm. You have a pill at the bottom of the screen and you can turn it vertically or horizontally. In this case, I want it probably horizontal the red one on the left side, the mm-hmm. blue one on the right. Yeah. And then you put it into the, the goo square. You can put it basically anywhere you want, mm-hmm. but if you move up, it won't go back down. Mm. So it's like reverse Does Tetris. it move up by itself? Yes. So okay. you can like let it slowly go up and, and the go moment down. that it has a match, it triggers? Yes. Okay. There's no timer. It's it's way more puzzle based. Right, but so it's, it's not like uh, you have a limited it's not like set. gravity. It doesn't yeah. have to touch. You have a yeah. Lim- yeah, and you have a limited set of. Medicines. You have a limited number of capsules. It's capsules. not like a turns thing. Oh boy! Yeah. Pay ninety nine cents for more capsules. Um, there is that mechanic. If you Uh-oh. lose, <laughs> not ninety nine, but you can watch. Well, yeah, it's not mon. I haven't monetized. I haven't paid them, but you can watch a video for a couple more things. You think or, you haven't paid them? Yes, you did. did when did you I? You gave them? them your attention, and now an advertiser oh, is paying them. <laughs> okay, I paid them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but um, I. But not because I wanted to. Yeah, mm. and um, yeah, there's three. Not make it better. Yeah. So far, there's three characters. You could be Doctor Mario, Doctor Peach, or Doctor Bowser. You play with Dr. Mario for like I guess the first set of That's introductory. Funny, Dr. Yeah, <laughs> I picked Dr. Bowser because I was like, okay, so funny, um, yeah. I'm Dr. Bowser now, and his special up is like He's clearing two leaf. random lines. Um, or he's just trying to kill everyone. You don't. Or know. maybe yeah. it's one of these things where like he, he he's like, all right, th- like we have this this third party, these viruses, and you're threatening the whole world. I want to conquer the world. I don't want it to go to shit. Yeah. And it's so like, he's there has to be something that. left to conquer, so yeah, I better exactly. save everyone. Exactly. exactly. Sure. It's like, like when Lex Luthor t- took that turn, like, yeah, I want to rule Earth, but I need an Earth for there to be to rule. Exactly. <laughs> like, dark side, bye. Get out of here. <laughs> anyway, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I thought I would sound way more excited about it <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm talking about it but I guess at the end of the day it's kind of still dark. even though some of the mechanics have changed mm. I feel like Nintendo is sort of becoming a bit predictable well, with derivative. their mobile offer I don't want to say derivative I just mm. want to say I, I really want to say predictable like it's mm. polished there's nothing wrong with it it looks very clean sure. um, everything seems to be laid out very well but I'm just not really excited. It might be Dr. Mario, but I mean, even what you showed us of uh, Mario Kart, I was just like, oh. Well, 
here's what I'll okay. Here's what I will say. Missing the feeling of creativity, maybe. So I don't know. The like, they probably aren't at risk of cannibalizing themselves because they'll make sure that the mobile version is like sufficiently different. So you know, official Mario Kart games will keep printing money. But when it comes to like the games that every time that there's a new release of it, it's basically the same game, which is a fair amount of what they do. Like, or at least a fair amount of like games like Mario Kart and Mario Party. And don't get me wrong, there's new mini games and all that (laughs) stuff. But those properties actually translate into a live service model decently well because you're not necessarily one title after another all that interested in fucking with the actual physics. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they do toy with that with Mario Kart, but I can totally, you know, what that could be minor patches that you explore on a free-to-play game. Mm-hmm. And so Dr. Mario and Animal Crossing and all of these things, I think that's valid. I think it's, like, fans probably wouldn't mind a bite-sized version of that that they can play here and there. Um, the only thing I would say about them is... Uh, I think they mind until a certain point and the way the monetization is. So, like, yeah. Right. If you give me a bite-sized Mario Kart and you say, hey, it's $10, play my bite-sized Mario Kart. Oh, my God, this is great. Ha, ha, ha. If you give me a free-to-play Mario Kart where the design and the monetization is gross and annoying and it makes me start to resent the franchise Mm. and not want to go to bigger, more expansive, sophisticated offerings, i.e. Mario Kart 8, any of the 3DS Mario Karts or Mario Karts before that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, what what is it worth? Right. Are are you going to sacrifice those fans or are you just or are you going to come to a point where me now is just like, yeah, we're talking about it on the show and as I said, me talking about it now, I'm just kind of like I don't really want to play Dr. Yeah. Mario World anymore. Yeah, and thinking about thing all of like, Nintendo's offerings. They've usually erred more on the side of we want to keep a healthy franchise than we want to yeah, make a quick buck. Yeah, and they buck. do announce that. And I and I as I said, this game is not without polish. It is definitely a well thought out mm-hmm. game. Yeah. But as a video game player and a Nintendo fan, I don't feel that it's adding anything to the experience for me. Well, it feels one. a little and, cynical. And and, and like I said, I've not stuck yeah. around for any, like I played Mario Run, I tried Fire Emblem Heroes. I did Animal Crossing. Fire Emblem Heroes is dumb. Yeah, Dragalia Law. <laughs> but, like everything that uh, I've said, they they they're 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 okay. They're good. But but actually, but, I think the the best thing that they put out on mobile is the first thing they put out on mobile. Mario Run but, is still good. If yeah. you do the remix mode once a day, you never have to pay for the game. You can play remix mode like every four hours or however many hours. And yeah, because at some point they want to make some money off of it but you can also pay the what is it ten dollars to unlock all the worlds of the campaign mode so to speak and unlimited remix mode forever Mm -hmm. right and remix mode is a brilliant little thing where you have actually bite-sized platforming mario like that's not available anywhere else but they haven't done any kind of thing like that. They haven't done a flat rate unlock of the whole experience in any of their other mobile games, to my knowledge. Mm. And part of the reason they did that is because they didn't make money on the $10 unlock on people's phones. Yeah. Mm. I feel like there's a news story out there somewhere where they went in depth about their mobile offerings. And like, I, I definitely do know that their most successful game is Fire Emblem Heroes. I think mm-hmm. like in all markets too. Yeah. If I'm not, I especially it. especially in Japan. And like, I believe sure. here, 
out of all the games, Shigali lost all of that stuff. But when you see it, it's like a, you know, card system, character system, ranking up system where you have to f- constantly feed into ranking up these characters and buy it. And, you, and it's just like, I hate to I've get on that. I hate to get on a high horse, but like, I think that game is just genuinely like the worst lessons to take. It's a it's a gotcha pun. It's, it's a, a total gotcha, gotcha. and then like like that's the target in my mind when we're talking about let's mm-hmm. regulate these things because they're taking advantage of people using psychology and gambling tactics. Yep, that's what you mean. Is that that's what I game? mean? Yeah. Yep. All right. Well, two more. Uh, mm-hmm. Next is Minesweeper, which not to be confused with. Not to be confused with Microsoft's Minesweeper. Um, <laughs> this is a this mind. mind. And, and just to let you know, everything on this list is free. So you guys can check them out. Yeah. So Minesweeper is a adventure game where you're on some island and you basically go around, tap, interact with things, and solve puzzles. That's really the long and short of it. I haven't got into any like mysteries or anything yet, hmm. but I just know like it's sort of a polygonal, polygonal sort of very... Early ninety, like late nineties, polygonal sort of graphics. That hmm. you're on an island, and it just says, "Go around, click things, interact with things." So, like, I needed to open a door, and I found a crank, and then I put the crank on something. I turned it around. It's just touch interactive stuff. Or I needed a puzzle, where I needed to spin some bricks, or like a puzzle. So that's all it seems. But it seems to, I'm just waiting for like sort of the different interactions that it makes you engage your phone in. So like, how am I going to swipe? How am I going to touch? What do I need to do? I need to turn the phone. Do I need to do anything funky for me to interact with this game? So it's been cool. Um, like I said, they're all free, so you can definitely just try them. Then the last one, which is probably the most impressive offering um, from the minute, is the minutes, <laughs> is Teppin, which is Capcom's fucking troll of <laughs> Capcom versus Capcom. Because we've been asking for Capcom versus Capcom amidst, you know, the uh, you know oh, at least it was it wasn't covers. received well the the latest mm. Marvel games that weren't received well, and I think after this time Capcom has built you know a name for themselves and so many characters where they can just say hey what if we just made our universe clash with <laughs> itself and we call it a day, and they've done this with Teppin only it's not a fighting game it's a card battling game, um, in the vein so of what weird. Um, the Blizzard so one. I don't play. I I I read that it's like Hearthstone. Okay. I haven't played Hearthstone, so I can't speak to that. Okay. What I can speak to that mm-hmm. it kind of is sort of feels like a real time. Well, again, I haven't played Hearthstone, but it feels like a real. I will describe the game, but it does feel like a real time magic as, as well. Magic mm, the Gathering. Magic the Gathering. Then so yes, it's Hearthstone ish. The the ga- yeah. the graphics are actually kind of amazing. Um, it's a Ooh. very very well design like um art design. They're sort of um, vanillaware graphics. Ooh, mixed. That's a, that's a high. I knew. I, that's I was high praise, waiting man. for your ooh. That's high praise. So it's sort of like mm-hmm. vanillaware graphics mixed with. Um, it's it's sort of like if somebody said, "Hey, vanillaware, can you interpret our all of our latest apps?" Uh, like. Yeah, Capcom characters for us. So they still, it still looks like Ryu. It still looks like Mega Man, all that stuff. Right. But you could definitely say, oh, this is their interpretation this is their of take that. On it. And it's really like specifically huh. Mega Man. When you see the way Mega Man looks, you're gonna be like, Muramasa Demon, Odin's Fear. You're gonna be like uh. Odin's Fear. Uh. Um, so huh. the way the game works is that um, you pick a character, and they they I can name all the characters. Is not that many? Um, there's Ryu Chung Lee. Um, Mega Man, Dante, Morgan from Darkstalkers, Wesker, mm-hmm. and two that you might not real uh, expect, 
Uh, Nerd Gigante and Nerd Gigante, yeah. <laughs> which are two monsters from Monster Hunter. Whoa. All of the characters have a story <laughs> mode, and they huh. have just like these quick interstitials. Um, there's something about the Land of Illusion. I I sped too quickly, and I tried to look it up. But I think the land of illusion promises something or they're about to attack the real world and each of these characters are like trying to figure out what to do. But it, it sort of takes from their historical stories. So Ryu is trying to fend off the Satsui no Hadu, which is like that demonic, like the Kuma spirit of like, he mm. wants his power, but it's not inherently good. It's actually kind of sinister mm. and he has to sort of battle with it. So he runs into a couple of people. He runs into Dante. He runs into Morgana. I think that his last um, fight is like Rathalos because, you know, the dragon and like, mm. you know, mm. karate and like mm-hmm. their dragons, their Shotokan style. Uh, um, that's cute. Then uh, Mega Man's, and then also creates these really good matchups of like, what if this person encountered that? Mm-hmm. So I was telling you guys before, like, what would be a natural enemy for like in Capcom fr- franchises for Dante? Of course, somebody from Darkstalkers. So, like, I, I don't remember if it's your final boss. I think it's your final boss. So one of your encounters is... No. One of your encounters is, like, Mor- Morgan and Wesker. Mm-hmm. You know, like, demons or demonic-type things. Mm-hmm. Um, for Mega Man, he... His... A lot of the enemies you'll get is, like, West Or your final enemy is, like, Wesker. Because Mega Man mm-hmm. was always taught to protect humanity. Then he goes into the world of Resident Evil and he's just like, what's going on? Why are humans killing other humans? This is crazy. What is this human? He has like an extra arm. And like him mm. finding out like what to, what to do in this situation. Then I've mm. played both Rathalos and Nerhigantes. And there's just like, Nerhigante is just like starving to fight another Elder Dragon. He's going around <laughs> trying to fight them. And so you're just like, okay, but he runs into other people. So it's like Dante's like, whoa, what are you doing? He's just like, oh, I need somebody to fight. And of course his boss is like <laughs> Rathalos. And then Rathalos yeah. is just like, I'm the king of the skies. I'm going to fly. Let me see who I run into. And then he'll run into a couple of characters. So, like, these little <laughs> so interstitials with, like, a it's paragraph. Like Goku except the villain. I want to say, like, <laughs> each story is, like, a, a page of, 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 of story. And, like, mm. each interstitial between. Mm. There's three or four battles. I can't remember. There's, like, a nice paragraph and a couple of screens. So it's really cool. Um, so the way battles work is that you have three lanes. or Yeah, you have three lanes and there's three cards. And I know. Um and you have an attack uh, an attack number and a defense number and you have a bar at the bottom that like is like your mana so I think an average card cost is like three so when you use three it goes down and it continues to fill up so you put these you put and it goes down but then it uh, fills up again like so each you, turn it fills each, up not, it's not it's, it's all real, real time. time it's oh, all it's real, real time, time. so oh. your opponents is also filling up so you have like a fixed rate at which you'll regain energy yes so it's sort of turn based yes but and it will also depend on the characters so like Mega Man has a lot of low or? cost cars that okay. cost three Dante when I play this him a lot of his cards are like five and mm. seven Oof. So you have to wait till that bar fills up. Meanwhile, what if your opponent has a lot of low cards where they'll they'll load up their their lanes, three lanes, and they'll start attacking. So once you put a card down, you're going to see a red arrow start going across the screen to the other person's lane. Once it hits it, it attacks. If there's nothing there, it attacks directly. And I believe enemies start off. You start off with 30 health, but for right now, enemies have been starting between like 15 and 20 health Mm -hmm. from where I am. Okay. So... Once it hits, if there's another person there, 
it'll take their attack their attack power is two and their defense health is four it has to attack twice before it kills them right here's the rub if another person puts down their card their attack part at the bottom which is red starts going to yours so yours is on top and theirs is on the bottom so when yours go- hits, you if hit you them, them for two. Well, no, no, you hit them for two and their health goes down, right. but you exchange hits. So they also hit you for whatever their attack value is. And then once the red comes, they'll hit you again. So what's been happening, what you have to mm-hmm. realize is that you get your attack first, but not necessarily. You get your attack, but then another attack comes immediately. So there'll be situations where, and I've been struggling with this, where... I will rush to put a card because I could realize that my lane is empty, but it'll sort of just hit me. And then even though my attack starts again, it's going to hit me again. Mm-hmm. So I've kind of saved myself, but I have to find another strategy around hmm. last minute putting these things there because their arrow is already there. There's also a situation hmm. where the arrow doesn't always start from the card and travels across. Sometimes it starts from the middle. Sometimes it starts almost there. And I'm, I don't know hmm. how that happens. Huh. So, um... There's also a magic system where they also have costs on their car- costs on their cards where you can freeze time and then you can sort of say like, hey, what if oh, this like guy has two? Yeah, like, what if this guy okay. has two attack and you have two health defense left? If he hits you, that's it. I can play my magic card and say, hey, add on five health. In that time though, that's the only thing that sort of stops time. In that time though the person has a uh, chance to respond with, okay, I'm going to increase his attack by three, but whatever cards are in their deck. Um, There's something with the magic that when it chains and it goes back and forth, you get a little extra pool to play around with because Mm. I think they realize like, all right, if somebody plays this, you might not have it, but we're going to give you a chance to have some magic. So sometimes you can play like a little, it'll give you some extra magic to play at least one rebuttal or one card. Um, but I, again, I haven't really figured all of that out. But it's keeping me engaged. Like I said, the art is good. Each character is on um, your, the side of your phone, and they're really nicely animated. They stand there, and they have special attacks. So when they do a special attack, this really flat, nicely animated flash cutscene comes through. And so like Ryu will have a Hadouken. Mm-hmm. Mega Man will have a heart tank, and they'll do like a really cool animation. But it's very, very well animated. Like Nurigante will do his like double bomb where he goes, and he like, he's like. So Nurigante has this move from the game his where dive he, bomb, dive bomb where he flies up in the air and he just like reckless mm-hmm. abandon swoops down and like all his uh, thorns come up and the ground comes up. Sidebar: It's almost the most unfair move in the actual Monster Hunter game yeah. because his hitbox is larger than him. Yep. And he'll travel the whole yeah. level with his dive yep. bomb. Yep. Oh, yep. That's weird. Yeah. It's it's he's he's like there's a video of Nurhigante that you guys should watch after this. It's really fucking funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um so you do that and that's and it's very well animated. And then also the death screens are amazing because they're like so super fucking anime where like when Chung Lee dies, her oh, body no. is like flailing like this, but she like hops over, she goes, Ah, and you see the body just go like that. But when Mega Man dies, yeah. you see a piece of sure. his armor go. He's like ah, and he goes over and like the big animals. <laughs> it's it's a lot. you have to see just the death animation of them. Their bodies going oh, um, but it's cool. You can buy cards. You can battle people online. Um, there's like uh, you level up, and I believe you upgrade cards. You can build decks. You can buy decks. 
I haven't been. Um, there's like a currency system as well where you, I think, buy diamonds or jewels or something. Daily login bonuses, all of the trappings of like a mobile game. Yeah. So I'm gonna stick with it for now. Um, it's it's interesting. Uh, I don't know how much single player content there is, but I do know that I might have to engage with this game online, which mm. is probably gonna make me annoyed. Quick spotlight question. You still playing Looney Tunes? No, I had to give it up. I had to give it up. Yeah. It was becoming a problem. Uh, I had to give it up. And so, this like, will, so this will be your new problem. No, I'm not gonna spend, also I'm not gonna spend money. And what's really funny is Somebody I says no, no I'm I actually I'm I'm really done. Mm-hmm. I was on the Reddit for the Looney Tunes game and I unsubscribed from it. Oh. But you know, computers, every now and then it'll be like here's what's going on in that Reddit that you left. And I'll peek in, and people are sort of still complaining about the things that I complained about. Right. And I'm like, I'm not going to go back to this when they haven't changed it. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, I, I don't miss it. And like, even the things they've been releasing, I've got my fill. Mm-hmm. I've spent the money that I spent. And that's and it. You're done with it. <laughs> I'm done with it. I can't go back. I, I'll look at it and I'll go, yeah, but... We're done. It's like me when I go to the grocery store and I see all the gummies and I'm like, I want you, but I can't have you. Um, we don't agree on that. You should always buy gummies. No. Don't yes. tell him it's that. The number one, oh, wait. He has don't, a problem. It's the number one. Problem. It's the number one probabilistic you thing told me that this. could like, oh, murder You know me. I love gummies. Dude. Okay. Ugh. I actually bought these little healthy gummies just because I'm like, look, you can eat a gummy now <laughs> and then not it, the same. And it won't yeah. die. Yeah. They taste good though. They taste good. Haribo, the best. They're pretty good. Yeah, they're good. They're pretty damn good. Yeah. Okay. All right. That might be where we have to leave things. Yep. It is where we have to leave things. <laughs> I've been checked out for a minute. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like Mikey's mobile. Have you been minute. merging dragons? No. Have I stopped that because n- I got no, clipping. I, I looked over at one point just to make paper sure. Clips. I, I like, got insane. If I can't do it, you can't dragons. do it. Um, <laughs> can we just go over one thing that I really enjoyed this week that's not gaming related? Yeah. Was Maybe. the Area 51 memes. Wait, what? Did you see this? No. no. So some Facebook page came up and was like, <laughs> what hey, what is happening? if we all show up to Area 51, they can't stop all of us. <laughs> so oh, like, my God. Actually, they can. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. So, they, so there was a Facebook event. Right? Yes, there is so many. Oh, my God. 250,000 people responded to go. we know about. You know they're not going to go, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, the yeah. memes started popping up. Those like me and the boys rolling up. To uh, Area, Area 51, 51 for the raid, oh, and then it's like it? six for people. Raid. Yeah, for, and then it's like six people standing there, and then it's like when we're leaving, and it's all of them in like Destiny armor, <laughs> or like one was like me when I surprised my girl after coming back from Area 51 raid, and he's like covering her eyes, and it's like the car commercial thing where you like let go her eyes, she's a new car, but she sees a ghost from Halo. <laughs> I think I think we should totally have like a cosplayers invade Area 51. Oh my god, that would be so it's, it would be the funniest, most confusing. Okay. It would be the funniest, yeah, most yeah, confusing like prank ever if like they pulled this off and no one who actually like worked there was connected to the internet and, and like no idea what was, was going on. It was just like what the like there, if you did it in unison, you might actually freak outside. them out into thinking there's that there's actually aliens. <gasps> That'd be yeah. so. Fun. So it's like I, I just love it. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, oh my god, that's amazing. Oh, I love it. It's been just a week. That's what it is. It's like been a bunch week. of bunch of people with Fallout costumes and with that to note go in. Of internet crit- 
creativity. I think that's where we're going to leave the episode. Yeah, you can find us on our socials, which uh, Zavi will be taking over because he got that new app that'll post to everything. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I did not agree to this responsibility. Hey, you, you're the I one that set took it the, up. You took that initiative. And yeah, you have that weird password thing it. where you're going to be the only one who can get into it. <laughs> All right, guys. Okay. It's called the password manager. It's not weird. It's normal. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram where Zavi's going to post everything for us now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and we'll see you guys on the next episode. I'm not, I'm not happy about this. <laughs> you Bye. This is your life. This-